Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Let's have a meeting. Huh? I I didn't get the, your meeting is being recorded. I got recording in progress. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. What about the surveillance state, Micah? What do you think about the surveillance state? Let's start off with that. <laughs> oh, we're just going right into it. It's yep. nice to see you too, Beaumont. to the brain buster boys episode 46 my name is brett jagger along with beaumont Brent. hey everybody it's been a while uh, in recorded fashion yes um, yes <laughs> now for those of you who are at our live show obviously you, you heard us in, in those videos are still on the internet despite our technical difficulties um but now we're back in normal form uh, for Uh-oh. a big christmas bonanza And we're excited to be back and we're excited to share um, some cool content with some um, other special uh, individuals that we've worked with with you. A a bonanza it is indeed. Um, But before we get into that, yes, you referenced the BBB live that we did last week, which I wish we could say went off without a hitch. But as you said, we'd had uh, technical difficulties that uh, didn't appear in testing. But hey, it is what it is. And thank you to all those who joined us. But more importantly, thank you to all of those who donated to our GoFundMe for the tornado victims of Western Kentucky. Of I guess it's been about a week and a half ago at this point, our home state. Um, you know, we kind of launched that at the beginning of last week and then through the live stream. And I think I looked before, I think we are up to $1,150 Beaumont. How yep, about I've, it? Yeah, I've got it pulled up right here. That's where we're at. Thank you all to everyone who uh, donated. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep pushing it uh, this week. You know, I kind of was a little off Twitter today. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get back at it tomorrow. I mean, no reason not to continue it, you know, through what through Christmas. Christ- yeah. yeah. For the next week or so, at least, sure. and then we'll uh, we'll send them a good old check. And yeah, I mean, thank you to our families who definitely mm-hmm. comprised of uh, a lot of the donations, sure. our extended families as well. And yep. uh, uh, definitely want to shout out, as you'll hear from them later, both High Five Tom and Justin for their donations, two of the biggest supporters of us in the show. So thank you to everyone who donated and. Uh, to give the folks of Western Kentucky uh, a little holiday cheer, who some of whom lost everything from that oh, yeah. devastating, terrible tornado. So uh, well, thank and- you all for all the help. And if you still want to donate, you can. Um, I believe off the top of my head, it's GoFundMe.com slash F slash BBB dash F-O-R dash W-K-Y. Is that or, right? Yeah, or yeah, I think an easy, if you just Google <laughs> GoFundMe, 
space BBB for WKY. That, that I think that works too, and we should be one of the first links on there. No, if, use if the URL I just said. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, um, and, I, and it's still. Well, if you go to our Twitter page, it's our website currently. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some so, pinned yeah. tweets there, and you yeah. can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Brainbuster Boys. Um, <laughs> I would say, well, we have YouTube, but there was some uh, a stupid twenty-four hour rule that YouTube has for live streaming, which we didn't even realize we hadn't live streamed from our YouTube yet. Mm-hmm. But all that's to say, hopefully, more mm-hmm. YouTube content to come yeah. from your boys because. We've got a big announcement to make about a uh, a potential, well, let's call it a trial run with a sponsorship, huh, Bo? Yes, uh, we, uh, back in, what was it, uh, late, around Thanksgiving, actually it was before Thanksgiving, uh, we were approached by uh, Manscaped, which if you're not familiar, <laughs> they sell male grooming uh, male grooming products, anything from razors. And female. To, and, and oh, female. do they? It's yeah. Not, oh, yeah. Wow, yeah. okay. It's gone gotcha. beyond, I believe, I mean, maybe we have to double check, but I'm almost certain they do sell female products as well. But we'll we'll certainly be looking more into it. Sorry. Oh, to cut it, you it, off, oh but... no, it's fine. You know, not just they, they sell um like travel bags. Like I keep all yeah. my stuff already yes. in a travel bag, like all Various my bathroom cre- stuff. creams and lotions and things of that. So, you know, Raisin. it's not just razors and razor mm-hmm. related items. Boxer so. briefs and stuff like yeah. that. I think, yes. I think we're, I think that's part of the package that they're yes. going to send us. So, Oh, so we're going to be kind of using uh manscape products. Uh, I think it'd be fun to maybe document it a little bit, you know, oh, yeah. uh, the, the, the ones will, that are appropriate, I guess. There will be some documentation, but um Yes. So this is going to be like a one month uh, test, I guess, for our show. And uh, I believe we're going to be getting a promo code that um, it's so just BBB. Yeah, we couldn't our- get it quite in time for Christmas. So it's going to be starting in early January. We're going to have a month. You're going to get 20 percent off of all the fine products from the folks at Manscaped. And uh, like Bo said, we're going to be documenting. We're going to be sharing them with you. We're going to be using them ourselves. We're going yeah. to have a little fun. And um, yeah, we're looking forward to it. I mean, this is uh, obviously something, uh, you know, who doesn't want to make a little coin doing this? Uh, no, not, know, at, not at all. We can be shameless. We, no, we not, can be shameless about it. God oh, damn it. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> with that whole with that whole thing with Turner, I mean, this is just a, another yeah. version of that, but with haircutting versus uh bad television programs and if this was a video right now and those who have seen me recently can tell i have very long hair that i might be cutting soon so who knows if uh accidentally a manscaped product may butcher my noggin Ooh. oh i guess it wouldn't be butchered it would be finely groomed well, well and i'll go ahead and uh, preface this this is going to be an interesting journey for me because uh i know you can't tell in a video but if you see me i, I just don't have a lot of facial hair i have a mustache that i grew about uh last in summer 2020 and it's been the one thing that that's lingered. I'm just not a very hairy person outside of what grows off of my head. Um, so I, on my face, I have only exclusively used blue disposable razors my entire life. I'm 33. Um, so yeah, this is going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting. We'll see. Your skin uh, is going to be treated to some delights from Manscaped. Oh yeah. It's going to be like, why didn't you not do this before? <laughs> And I'm not a super hairy person either, uh, but I've at least been rocking some semblance of a beard for, I guess it's been like four years at this point. I've had some level of facial hair that, you know, there's finally some decent growth. So uh, 
Yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, more to come on that for sure. We will certainly be spamming and splashing the promo code and the links and uh, everything from uh, the beautiful people of Manscaped uh, in the near future. So uh, sure. stick around for that. Yes. Um, and before we truly dive into things here, I did uh, I meant to mention this actually before we went into the Manscaped as we were talking about BBB Live and last week's Dynamite. We would be remiss not to mention those of the 60 to 80 million who didn't catch a puzzle, ah, catch us on the live stream about the firecracker, or as you'll hear from High Five Tom, the fuck of a match that was Hangman Adam Page and Brian Danielson going toe to toe for 60 minutes to open dynamite. And we were having technical difficulties, like we said, for about the first 15 minutes. And I was so mad. I'm like, why the hell they have to open with this match when all this shit's going on and can't even pay attention. And then we get to like commercial three and we're like 35 minutes. In. There were four, right? Four commercials. I believe yeah, there were believe, ultimately yeah. four. And we're like, holy shit. So like, holy what a sight. shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. Speaking of holy shit, bye bye. <laughs> yep. Once was all elite urban mind. <laughs> No, that, that 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 picture at the beginning of summer with Lee laying down will will go down in infamy. Sorry for the double. tangent. Yeah, we're crisscrossing here, but what a match! Um, we don't need to get too much into it. It was incredible. But what do you think of watching your first sixty-minute draw? Well, uh, you know, like I, I was pr- like, I don't know, like I thought, like kind of whenever we just started like fully watching the match, I think it was really kind of getting into that part where things were out of the ring, people were getting bloody. You know, kind of sort of slowed down to that very kind of, I use this in a good way, grueling pace where it was like, yep, it's building up, building up to someone getting their head driven into, you know, a metal pole or or, or whatnot. You know, it was kind of in that phase. Um, I will say this. uh, This one, I think, was just a lot more, I don't know. I I, want to say that I like the Kenny and, and Brian Danielson one a little bit better. I did I as think. well. So there's yeah, no, yeah. no shame, it, no shame in that. It, it was a little bit more, it was a bit better pace. This being longer, I guess has the pretense of being more epic, even though I think the Kenny and, and Brian Danielson one uh, just was so much better paced and just a much more fluid match but that it also the, felt this epic. Half the time, you know, obviously when you're going 60 compared to 30, yeah. you know, it's just a different dynamic, but I agree. I like the Kenny Danielson one better, but I rewatched this uh-huh. Um it was either the next day or the day after. I don't remember, obviously, because I missed a lot of the beginning and just wanted to kind of give it a second watch. Um, and yes, it did slow. Like there was the point Hangman got busted open and he was yeah. literally just sitting outside for the entirety of that commercial break. But you can mask that with commercials. Um, I think they did a really good job keeping it interesting and yeah. keeping, you know, while it was slow at times. Like I was never out of it. Like, yeah. and yes, they did kind of telegraph the draw. Like once we got to that point and I just spilled tea everywhere here. Um, <laughs> it's not that bad. Um, but, you know, once we got to commercial three, like I said, it's like, oh shit, this is actually happening. And then just to like actually witness that for television. Right. Now I'm dropping everything. <laughs> was very cool. <laughs> um but danielson's heel character work was so damn good the whole Mm. way like that's what i picked up on a lot more of that the second go around hangman obviously with the fight the fighting spirit 
as I'm cleaning up all this fucking tea and I drop the speaker well, and well, everything's and going and, awry. And, and I want to go ahead and ask you this, because this is the biggest thing I took away from that match. Um, what is kind of the, the point in, in sort of keeping Danielson undefeated up to this point? You know, what, what do you think is sort of the, the um, booking narrative uh, reason behind that? Like, you know, and then I guess, you know, spinning off of that, when do you think it, he's finally going to lose? Yeah, I mean, I certainly didn't predict this, and I'm sure many people didn't predict this, obviously. Um, I mean, I think he deserves to be protected with how great he has been. Yeah. But obviously, at some point, he's going to have to lose. Like, all these pe- punks going to have to lose. Like, I think, you know, I think Micah had actually tweeted something to us that it kind of made both guys look weak. Yeah. I don't fully buy that, but there's some truth to it. Like, yes, Hangman, he didn't lose or he didn't win, but he didn't lose, but he still keeps the belt. Like, I think he could have gotten that decisive victory and it would have meant a lot more. But I'm guessing there's going to be a rematch here to this. And I can't imagine what that's going to be. You know, after this 60 minute war, I got to imagine they're going to pick up the pace and probably just fucking go at it. And Hangman gets the W there or. Maybe Danielson gets the win, you know, like there's no, certainly no guarantees, but uh, yes, from a booking standpoint, I'm not exactly thrilled with it. I'm not mad about it or upset by it one iota. And I thought for what the match in the moment was, it was fucking great, but uh, intrigue to come. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I kind of think like the, the sort of story, like the story angle sort of going forward is like, People, I guess, who are going against Hangman are going to be like, yeah, you know, maybe your, your title is like illegitimate just because, mm. you know, like, you know, like, obviously he still retains it just because of the rules. But like that was his first title defense. Yeah, it goes to a draw given it was against, you know, who is one of the guys who's been, you know, one of the best wrestlers in the world mm-hmm. in the past year. So uh, I don't know. I think that could be an interesting way to, to go at it. I mean, well, is, so is Danielson getting the rematch? Is that kind of? It's not official yet, but one would assume. I mean, he obviously didn't against Kenny because Kenny lost the title. You know, from Hangman's perspective, what it does accomplish is it shows he's really fucking tough to beat. Um, You know, it's like you just had this clash of the titans and it went 60 minutes. So it's like he's not going to be taken lightly by anyone as champ. But yeah, yeah. It uh, it was a big deal. It was pretty cool, and uh, we shall see how things go from here. Um, 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 I don't think there's really any anything else you want to get in before we get to all the madness here. I guess we can kind of yeah, other, up, uh, yeah, other than talking fun. about what we're about to do, yeah, yeah, we might, yeah. Might fill people in. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. So uh, what's coming up is uh, we uh, as an extension of our anniversary show, just because we didn't really get to you know, do that, you know, the um, full gear was such a big thing. And, you know, uh, we had just come off of all the Greg Goldman stuff. Um, And then the Houndmouth interview was coming the next week and and by God, we needed a break. So I think, you know, we kind of decided to parlay a little bit of the uh, anniversary stuff here. So you're getting ready to hear um, us talk to some, um, most guys involved with VGM, but, you know, just a, you know, large amount of people we have, uh, Chad and Diesel coming up next, I believe. is is, from View from the Top Rope, the lead VGM. You've heard all about our trip to Milwaukee with them. Yeah, we started with them. Right, and we're going to have conversations with uh, Derek from uh, specifically Devoid. Um, Kind of in between that, also, uh, so um, we we got this email. I guess we got to talk about that. Uh, 
It's a link to a Christmas card from Greg and Hoagie. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've, I haven't opened it yet. I haven't opened it yet. So yeah. um, we'll just we'll premiere be, that, whatever that yeah. is on this show. We'll be uh, playing that at some point. I'd say in the first half of all this stuff, we don't want to make you wait too long for right? it. But. And, and then we, um, beyond that, we go to uh, Graham, Graham. Graham and Matt from uh, Good Cop, Bad Cop, you know, getting close to being about a year. Um, since our anniversary coming on that show, January the 2nd, 2020 yep. is when that was. So nice to kind of bring that full circle. Um, Matt had never been on our show in any capacity. Graham no. had had, he'd had a few appearances during the Goldman era arc as uh, me seeking advice. And then he was at the Golden, the, the not gold, the Oakland Awards. So it was fun to get Matt over here yes. um, as well. And um, from there, we um, did. Oh, we uh, paired up Micah from Specifically Devoid, the toxic one himself, with probably the most one. Well, one of the co most non toxic people in the IWC um, and one of our best and biggest supporters and just favorite people that we've met. And that's Justin, who uh, Justin Time 211, as Bishop calls him, the Twitter co-host. He jumped in and he stuck around to be united and to officially meet the other best person human being uh high five tom who uh he and justin had both been on the show as characters as bruce pritchard and joe Coff, uh respectively and just great great wrestling talk uh abound at the end there and uh it's not all wrestling we get into uh some christmas topics and uh other debates uh, about whether die hard is a christmas movie Oh yeah, that was a you know pretty pretty big topic of which we meant to ask everybody actually, but we yeah. really only asked Chad and Diesel. But that was really kind of the onus of oh, that. Oh yeah, talk. that that, that, that was that was the you know the agitation there. Yeah, uh, you know they they really felt strongly about that, as a lot of people do uh, on the internet. Yeah, so we kind of came at this with very little to no agenda initially. Like I'd had the idea of a merry listmas where we're ranking different things and. We didn't really do that. We got we get a nice ranking list from Tom, which is wonderful. But uh, we just get to shoot the shit with a lot of the people that have been a key part of this show with us. And our audience has not really known them as themselves. So we wanted to kind of give everyone a chance to just come on and let's celebrate and have some fun. Yep. All right. Let's go to it. Merry Christmas, let's, people. Let's do it. Yeah. Happy holidays. We love you. All right, Beaumont, are you ready to have our friends on as themselves and not as characters? What? <laughs> what? Huh? I know it's pretty weird, huh? Yeah, I don't know these guys. Yeah, well, it, it gives it gives us much pleasure to welcome to the show not Vince McMahon and Triple H of the WWE. No, 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 no. But Chad and Diesel from Visionaries Global Media. Welcome to the Brain Buster Boys, fellas. Happy holidays. How are you? Doing fucking fantastic. Yep, doing amazing. And I do have to agree with uh, Beaumont. The term friend is used very, very loosely, right? Like we're like really big air quote in that one. Mm, That's fair. Yeah. That's we've, spent, fair. we've spent probably a total of what, 18 hours around each other physically? Yeah. 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 Eh, maybe, a little more, maybe a little mm. more, but... I, Waking I life. <laughs> 
What do you think? Yeah, probably we've, a little more. Do you think we've spent more time together in person or on Zoom like this? Because you got to if you tally up the time. I would, I would say in person. That's what forget, I'm thinking. I did yeah. not lock the bedroom door. You did, did not, not lock, the bedroom, lock the bedroom door, which was very important. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, Chad and Diesel, the, the leaders at the helm of Visionaries Global Media, thank you for letting us be a part of this. And not only that, but helping us playing characters on our show, having us on your show, and just welcoming us with open arms when we traveled up to Wisconsin earlier this summer. What yeah, a was time fun. it was. Mm-hmm. It's insane that that was just this like summer. It feels like it was years ago and also just yesterday. Like I feel like I saw you guys forever ago. And also it feels like, like, oh yeah, it was like a week or two ago that that was happening. Couldn't agree more. And then, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say an entire season passed. Yeah, for real. Like that's just a microcosm of 2021 to me. Like 2020 felt like time stood still. 2021 felt like the quickest year ever like but it also feels like it's been forever since we saw you like you said but i mean that was less than four months ago it was late august late august Mm. diesel was not a father yet nope which congratulations glad to hear baby benji doing well at two months i'm somebody's old man now yes Mm -hmm. yes you you are. are Can't wait for you to teach him how to slug the beers down one day. Because yeah. uh, oh, what, yeah. what better teacher to have? Yeah, send him on home, send him, baby. Send him home. What a, what a privilege for you guys. You guys actually got to see that in person. That yeah. Chad, I mean, Chad's lived that life. He's seen it more times than I can remember because I've been so trashed that I probably blacked out. I've, was, uh, I've yelled at him for doing it too many times where it's like, stop doing that, Diesel. You're <laughs> going to die. Whereas Bo and I are encouraging it and rounding third and heading for home. Uh, yes, fun, fun times. And Chad, when that weekend started, everything was normal. And by the time it ended, you learned that you were having a baby. Yeah. Yeah, it's a real, real kick in the keister. That was funny being uh, drunk at the bar, just calling my wife to be like, hey, honey, I assume you're having problems with the Xbox or some other electronics in the house because you couldn't get it to work. Just calling to ask for help. Nope, I'm pregnant. Boom. Boom. And we're well, halfway there at this point. Yeah, no shit. When does she do? April 14th. Uh, God damn. I mean, again, like. And, you know, we had to kind of keep, we've talked about this all, but we had to keep it in because obviously you were what? It was eight, nine weeks at that point, you know. Yeah. Certainly mm-hmm. not time to be telling people, but just what a capper to that weekend and everything we all went through and just did and drank and ate and partied. And then, oh, wait, now Chad's having a baby too. But congratulations to you and Allison. Yeah, for sure. Just great stuff. Uh, what an exclamation point is how I refer to it. For real, know. for real. Boom. Boom. I'm going to tell you, Allison all- definitely didn't lock the bedroom door either. <laughs> that she didn't. Oh, shit. I don't even know where to take that. Um, I guess, yeah, I guess we'll step it back a second. And I don't even know if we talked. We probably did talk about it on our show, but that was a song that we created mm-hmm. when Diesel went back to his and Chad's Airbnb early. Mm-hmm. And they were renting a room in a home from someone who was still there, which is hilarious. 
and uh diesel wanted to go home early and uh chad told him not to lock the bedroom door and then we were all at the bar going don't, don't lock, lock the lock bedroom, bedroom door, door. Don't, don't lock, lock the, bedroom the bedroom door. door. Don't lock the bedroom Like a very door. sailor song, you yeah. know? Like at that, you know. Or else Chad will be sleeping on the floor. With the dog that had diarrhea, right? <laughs> <laughs> wasn't, that, wasn't that part of the equation? Yep, I forgot the about that. Yep. What was the dog's the dog. name? Oh, man. Oh, geez, I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. A lot of things happened that weekend, okay? That, that got pushed out of my They really uh, did. Mindscape. They really did. Well, hey, let's cut to the chase. You like that, Bo? Um, no. So, <laughs> you know, we kind of have approached this whole episode with a view from the top rope mentality of, hey, let's just get a bunch of people on and just see what the fuck happens and talk about whatever. But at least we had a loose idea of a Merry Listmas theme or talking about holiday or Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever. You celebrate related things this time of year. And actually, uh, we kind of had a different idea before uh, we brought something up off the air here that we realized uh, triggered a certain one person of this group, at least, Chad. <clears throat> and we don't know Diesel's thoughts, but uh, hey, let's talk Christmas films. And right off the bat, is Die Hard a Christmas film? I want to hear from Diesel first because he's the one we sure. don't know the answer from. And that will kind of lead us down this conversation. It is 100% a Christmas film. Oh! It, it, takes, it takes place at a motherfucking Christmas party. Okay? it's There's multiple Christmas songs in there. yippee ki motherfucker. It's a Christmas film. How is that I don't have Christmas? much to say. Chad, Chad has more to say about it i'm gonna let him go into it because he has all the deeds well before chad goes in i want to say that myself and Bo are against this theory and we didn't even know this until about what 20 minutes ago 30 minutes ago where you're okay. like it's not a christmas movie and i'm yeah, like yeah. you're fucking right it's not a christmas movie mm -hmm. did you want to expound oh uh, i can't expound but it, it like i'll i'm gonna go into like a larger point on like what is a christmas film well let, then let's hear chad because yeah, yeah, we were talking about this and chad was the one who really perked up minutes ago before we hit record i'm like it's a fucking christmas movie like vince <laughs> like vince mcmahon would yeah, say yeah, say it why don't you tell us why it's die a motherfucking christmas movie <laughs> why don't you tell us why die hard is a christmas movie as you are vince no, you in really the vince voice yeah, no, no, you can no. if you want but uh let me tell you some boys Die Hard is 100% a Christmas movie because it's got balls. You know what Christmas is about? Balls, boys. Balls all the way. Jingling left and right. And you know who's got giant balls? John fucking McClane. And he is better than Santa Claus. And God damn it, if I want someone bringing Christmas presents to me, it better be fucking John McClane with those giant brass balls of his. <laughs> Bruh. Though yeah, you might wonderful. have me convinced it's a Christmas movie, yeah. Sark. <laughs> um, let's just wait, let's, wait, wait. Why, uh, would you, uh, why would you be convinced now? Like, yeah, he barely uh, said anything. No, that was the joke. Just because he said it is Vince McMahon, that was the oh, joke. Okay. Yeah, I'm not convinced at all. He said nothing, but that was done well. Um, do you want to give your true takes here? Oh, oh yes, 100. Yeah, go ahead. Die Hard, 100 oh, oh, a Christmas movie. Okay, Bowie even brought up. 
what is a Christmas movie? Christmas movies are always about a few things. They're always about redemption. They're always about family. And they're always about conquering an issue. Hey, what happens in this movie called Die Hard? Hey, it happens on Christmas. Hey, John McClane and his wife, uh, they don't get along, are they? Oh, they're having some issues. Oh, he flies out to L.A. to try and reconcile. Get some redemption, if you will. Oh, what kind of issue do they have to face? Oh, shit, the building gets taken over by terrorists. Some would say a real Grinch, if you will, of a man. And then what happens in the end? Well, the Grinch gets defeated by Christmas love. John and his wife get back together. And we live happily ever after on Christmas Day, just like every Christmas movie ends. Starts on Christmas Eve with issues. And by Christmas morning, boys and girls, all is resolved. All of us are kissing babies. And we're punching the douchebag in the face. It couldn't be more Christmassy if Santa Claus him fucking self was the one coming down those vents. And to top it all off, his wife's name is motherfucking Holly. He travels down the vents delivering presents to both the boys and girls and children alike. And boys, you couldn't be more wrong if your head was farther up your ass about it not being a Christmas movie. If you could have seen our faces during the entirety of that bullshit spewing, I don't even know what. Bo, do you want to take it? Sure. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and kind of meet you where you are, and then and then I'll pull back. Um, I I agree. Like that, Christmas movies are defined more by more thematically than setting. A Christmas movie reckons with those themes that that you just said: family, uh, uh, redemption, things like that. Versus things like, um, you know, versus just something where it's just, you know, simply said at Christmas. And, and I get that. I agree that, like, you know, he's estranged from his wife. He flies out somewhere, you know, and that's pretty evocative of like what I'll consider like a big, a big classic Hallmark movie where like business person has to go out to the small town that they're from and reconnect with, you know, like like during Christmas and reconnect with that. Like it's similar to that. Um, I guess my only thing is is in how it happens. Um, you know, kind of in, you know, how we go from premise to to conclusion. And that's the one part of it that doesn't seem Christmassy to me. You know, that's kind of where it just happens to be said at Christmas. Hey, Bo, Bo, everybody tunes their fiddle their own different way. All right. Some families bake cookies to, you know, reconcile. Other families need their husband to shoot a bunch of terrorists for them to realize that they still love them and for the family to get back together. Yeah. Who are you to determine how families get together? All right. Family's got a family here. Sure. You know what? Here, here's what I'm going to say is Hans Gruber would have could, would have could have definitely would have done exactly what he had set out to do, even if this was a Halloween party at Nakatomi Plaza. Christmas, Did you know that Gruber Christmas, is actually German for Grinch? Let me finish. Christmas is in no way, shape, or form central to the plot of the film. It is adjacent to the film. It just so happens to be occurring on Christmas. There's no Santa Claus. There's no fucking kids. There's no elves. There's nothing. It's That's just wrong. There's Santa Claus at the party and there's kids at the party. I don't yeah, know like, about that. Like, 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 I imagine, <laughs> like, you know, like it has a Christmas frame. Imagine the film having like a holly 
You know, there's your character thing, like 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 a Spruce I don't and think Holly there's frame. a Chris. I don't think there's but, but, a Santa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I th- I, but there but, might but, be well, kids. But but Sorry. like in, in the picture, it is not of Christmas. You know, like it has a Christmas frame. Like imagine a picture of an explosion or, or some action scene or what's the scene where he like walks on glass? It's in that movie, right? Yeah. 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 Imagine that's but like in a Christmas frame, like it's juxtaposition, I think, is pretty central to that versus like alignment with like a classic Christmas movie. And I think part of this for me, like here's a fact that I learned this year, like they make hundreds of Hallmark movies every year, but they pump them out like insanely. And so I kind of came to realize, like, man, there's this big, like, epicenter of, like, Christmas stuff that is that. And it just pulls everything toward it. And I still think Die Hard is, like, out on – it's in the bowl, but it's on the rim. Yeah, it's a Jace. Like, it certainly has things to do with Christmas, but it's not a Christmas movie. I don't think there's a Santa Claus. I may be wrong. There there are kids. There's 100% a Santa Claus at the party. party. I just watched it. I watched the entire – five movies every christmas because it's a fucking christmas movie Mm -hmm. but also i think you guys are being a little closed-minded on the whole concept of a christmas movie because a christmas movie doesn't just have to be one genre this is an action christmas movie okay there can be horror christmas movies as well you guys are just saying there's only hallmark christmas movies where everything is hunky-dory i didn't say that Bo said that but christmas has nothing christmas has nothing to do with the plot (laughs) It yeah, has I, nothing I, to do with the plot. I, I, it's I a Christmas was, party. I said that's the episode. Okay, and it could have been it could have been a Halloween you know? party and the same time fucking time movie no, no. could have happened. Okay. I'm not so, wrong. So you know what movie is considered a Christmas movie that Christmas has like nothing to do with the plot? White Christmas. Horrible movie. It has nothing to do with Christmas. He sings White Christmas at the beginning and at the end. The whole like middle movie is about this guy who's a singer and it's bullshit. I watched it all last year. I hated every minute of it. Oh, opposite oh, <laughs> of your diehard argument. It's oh, not a Christmas movie. I, I, I saw that live at this place in New Albany, which is across the river from Louisville, called Derby Dinner Playhouse, which is this place where like church groups go to, where you like eat, eat food with old people. You know, like ham dinner with like rolls. Oh yeah. And then, then they perform White Christmas, and I had to watch it with all the. Ba- it's like people at a military base, right? Isn't that what it's yeah. about? Yeah, like you know, like them, and like sort of like that World War II era. Like here's all the guys, and here's the girls who perform in that. I forget what it is. You know that thing that performs for USO. Yeah, mm. yeah. But it's I, not a Christmas movie, even though it's called White Christmas. <laughs> it's not a Christmas movie. <laughs> Not one iota. Well, well, fellas, since we got a we got a few more minutes here, probably four or five minutes here, because we gotta get other people on here. Um, it's not a Christmas movie, but hundred percent Christmas. Movie. I know, Bo, you wanted to talk about uh some Christmas vacation here for okay, a second. I, I, I know you just watched it. I have a compelling question, um, <laughs> and I think you know all of this is you know men of a certain age, like you know, like kind of now that I'm older, like this is what I notice when I watch this. So a big part of the movie is Clark's bonus, you know, like, and, and, you know, he's like, I need this bonus because he put $7,500 down on a pool, you know, so he needs to get this bonus from his work. It's built up throughout the movie. He gets it at the Christmas party. It's a $10 jelly of the month club thing. And then he has his big meltdown that leads to the climax. Um, so considering that he got a pool and he considered flying all his relatives out for it, how much do you think Clark expected his bonus to be? <laughs> All right. So, what year does Christmas? Nineteen eighty-nine. Okay. So yeah, I, I couldn't remember. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't remember. It was late eighties. And, and also, I'll throw I'll throw this wrench in there. 
consider all the damage done to the Griswold home throughout that. Consider like him, you know, whenever he's up in the um, attic, he falls through into the son's bed, the burnt Christmas tree, the burnt chair. Um, when cousin sewage Eddie dumps systems all, all fucked know, up. the sewage system, um, you know, and how much like um, the electric bill, the lights racked up. Yeah. So, like, how, how much do you think Clark, I guess, to reframe the question, was in the hole after this movie? Yeah. You know, if, if, he, if he didn't get the bonus. We'll, we'll, we'll that's a, that's that a separate out. question, too. Yeah, but yeah. And both very compelling. Yeah. Like, uh, you got to feel whatever the bonus was, he's still eating a good chunk. Oh, yeah, money. yeah. I was, like, I, a good I, 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 chunk of like, money. Like, throughout the movie, I kept, like, having, like, a cash <laughs> register ticker. Like, ding, like, how much money is this guy, like, in the hole? Well, let's start with question one in terms of what would his bonus have been in 1989? Didn't he sell preservatives? Wasn't that his job? (laughs) Yeah, it was, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, A thousand dollars? Maybe. Less? I I would say 10,000, because if he put 7,500 down, you know, on that swimming pool. Oh, that like, well. I mean, how yeah. big of a swimming pool was he planning on it, building? It, it's in the it's, ground. Yeah, because I know that. It's yeah. been a while since I've so he put seventy five diving board. He put <laughs> seventy five hundred down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, see, I'd forgotten yeah. that detail. Yeah. I was gonna bet, yeah, like ten grand. That would be my. Yeah, given yeah, that, I'm given in the wrong line of work, then if like he's <laughs> expecting a ten grand Christmas bonus. Like I need to start selling preservatives. That's what I'm saying. Like just without knowing the seventy five hundred thing or just not realizing it, I'm thinking like a grand. Yeah, but yeah. But in, again, if he has the knowledge, knowing what it would be, and he's putting, you know, he's probably not putting seventy five hundred down if it's less than that. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's pro- like probably at least that has to be two thirds, maybe something like that. At worst, half. If it's half, that's egregious. You know, because I don't think his bonus is more than fifteen thousand dollars. I, like he's he's completely betting on it yeah how much is he pulling in a year here yeah, well I mean, like if you think of like vegas vacation um, he is rich as fuck like <laughs> he loses so much money in vegas vacation no, no. and i and like the best vacation by the way and I, I think agree, i agree and i Nick think papa pro- giorgio oh for sure <laughs> and i think he probably did about like a good twenty thousand dollars damage to that house like he's oh, got to fix all the windows. At like least. All the windows were destroyed. The, oh, well, the well, cops broke into all of them yeah. at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't he like the top salesman to though? For the he is, yeah. 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 He's, for, for, for as much of a boob that he is in, around yeah. his family, he seems like a pretty competent you know, yeah. worker he, at his job. Clearly. Yeah, he's is, like employee yeah. of the month and everything. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not a good gambler. No, no. going to have to pay for the sewers, too, because he is uh, oh, yeah. he backed up the sewers with his camper. Shitter's full. And then that's that electric not bill. Be, that's not going to be. Yeah, the electric bill alone is going to be insane here. Yep. Hell yeah. Oh, those poor neighbors. And, and what do you um, think he has to pay his neighbors to keep them shut up after yeah. all the damage <laughs> here, he does here, to them? Here is my thought. I felt bad for those people because, like, yeah. you know, um, Julia Louis Dreyfus and her boyfriend were like, "Yeah, their their position is like the yuppies with their nice house, you know, unlike the Griswolds with their wood paneled van and their family shit." But like, they're just trying to have a nice Christmas by yeah. themselves, and all this shit just happens to them. Yeah. They're kind of dicks, yeah. but they have the right to be dicks. They're just yeah. doing it in their own house, and then the Griswold just <laughs> blow that fucking place up. Outstanding. Well, we are at about 20 minutes here. Not going to end it yet, but any final thoughts from anyone about Christmas films? Jingle all the way. Jingle all the way. That movie is that movie I've always thought is like a pretty like 
bleak capitalistic. It's like, oh man, the dad's got to do anything. These two dads with shitty jobs are like competing, you know, like, like, like stepping on each other. You know, it is a capitalist <laughs> allegory. Turbo uh, man. I've I mean, Sinbad with the bomb. Yeah. The funniest thing ever. I've always wanted a turbo man. And I finally got one this year and oh. Funko pop form. Oh, nice. Oh, wow, on my cool. mantle. Hell yeah. I mean, we can't talk about this without mentioning Home Alone. One and yeah. two. They're both oh, great. Sure. Wasn't two a part of, was it something we did with you guys? There was bird, some. Bird lady, put, shovel guy. Yeah. yeah. Those questions I asked to you To put guys. a fucking yep. bow yeah. on it. <laughs> bird I'm lady, still yep. sticking with shovel guy. I swear I was like eight years old in the theater and I cried at the end of Home Alone the, 1 the, when the, it the, all the, came together. The manifestations of Kevin's fear of like the unknown and losing his parents, you know. God damn. Got all of those, you know, like none of the I've only seen Home Alone three, but I imagine the other ones don't have that like character. That like character the kid no. thinks is creepy, but actually is very kind and helpful. How him. many more are a, there after three? Oh, oh well, they like did it five. Yeah, they did a new one, a Disney Plus one this year that looks atrocious. Christ. Oh, I'm gonna watch it though. I haven't oh, yeah. I haven't gotten home alone yet. That's the week before Christmas. That's next and week. Oh, yeah. one more bad Santa fucking rules Ooh. i haven't seen badder santa and i or not but whatever the second one they did bad santa that was two. not that bad it's really i okay yeah. it's better than some of the sequels that they wait 20 years to do yeah I mean, it's not as good as the original i'm like don't expect that but it, yeah it's not it's not that bad plus the kid comes back and the kid's just as funny because he's dumb as rocks it's I hilarious was, i was just gonna ask if you guys want some sandwiches Ooh. Don't you remember that? Yeah. Come on. What's up? What's up? This lady in these fucking sandwiches. <laughs> the best is when he just loses it on the kid. Like when they're playing checkers and he like does the fake move like five times, and then he yeah. jumps in. Right. Are you fucking kidding me? All right. Well, I've always been a Muppet Christmas Carol guy to get yeah. this one last in there. Michael Caine is Scrooge. It's classic. Oh, That's a yes. classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a Christmas Carol, you know. I want to get one in there too. Please. The night before. Oh, it's Seth Rogen and them. I've never seen that. I ought to. It's pretty funny. And it's basically the, night the Great Gatsby. Ooh, Christmas. The Night Before Christmas is a classic, yeah. too. Also a Halloween film to a degree. You mean A Nightmare Before Christmas? A Nightmare. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I was like, bonk. No, I was yes. thinking like, 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 like the poem. When oh, Diesel Lord. was saying that, I'm like, <laughs> Night Before with Seth Rogen. I'm like, what the fuck are you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A Nightmare Before Christmas. This is go. Halloween. This is Halloween. 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 The Oogie Boogie Man always scared the shit out oh, of me. Oh, yeah. Especially when, like, look, when he's done doing his song and he, like, fades into the dark. He's like, oh. You know, I might have to watch yeah. that one. Great stuff. Those kids are Gen- creepier than the Oogie Boogie Man are. Oh, it's you think creepy so? Creepy to fuck out. <laughs> Gentlemen, this has been yeah, yeah, outstanding. Hell, we were able to bring you two together. You guys haven't podcasted together in what few months at this, yeah, this point, is, right? We're going to call this "View from the Top Rope" episode. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Chad's face since the last time we podcasted together. Really? Yeah. Same. Hell yeah! Well, happy holidays, boys. Yeah. For sure, guys. Diesel, motherfuckers. Yeah, Diesel, enjoy your first Christmas with Benji. Chad, Mm -hmm. hope all continues to go well with Allison, and we will all hopefully, certainly be in touch very soon. Keep us posted when View from the Top Rope is coming back, and anything you guys want to plug. Check out Dungeons and Junkies. (laughs) Happy holidays, (laughs) visionaries, global media. Listen, bye.
all above. <laughs> <laughs> the regulation stated it's all above board, but at the same time, it also states um, that they should have let all that runners through or none of them through. Um, there, there is a slight loophole in regulations that needs sorting out in general. Personally, Hamilton can think that he was screwed, but at the same time, he had the option of pitting and he would have come out second on the fresher tyres and he would have been able to overtake on the last lap if he'd been in second place. Okay. He, he was told not to. Basically, it's sour grapes from Mercedes. Same time, the race director could have stopped the race and restarted over one lap with a red flag and it would have been no problem at all. A straight fight to the finish. I can see both sides of the argument, but that, but legally, fine. So Verstappen, or however it's pronounced, deserved to win, should have won. Over, over the season, yes. Okay. And that's how we're going to kick it off here with our, our fellow... Cold opening. Our fellow... Yeah, cold open to this cold segment open. with our fellow VGM mates from the Good Cop, Bad Cop podcast. The first group to have us on from Visionaries Global Media and kind of put us on the map. And Graham and Yeah, Graham and Matt... Thank you so much for joining. Welcome to the Brain Buster Boys. How are you, fellas? We should be thanking you. You're our most listened to episode, our first episode with over 200 listens. Was that the first one or the second one? Uh, the second, second, one. second uh, we didn't used to get figures yeah. on the first one. It, yeah. they, it, it suddenly came up randomly in like August. I suddenly said to Matt, I was like, Hey, did you see that SoundCloud like puts how many listens are on there now? Yeah, I, like, I um, knew, I knew, I don't know, get over, did you get over to I used to sometimes fish, um, around Chad, and they'll be like, How are we doing? I'll ask him a number, but like, are we doing well? And he's like, Oh, yeah, it's getting better week by week, and now we're seeing just how good it's getting, and I'm like, Oh. <laughs> And it's definitely down to the it's definitely amount down to the amount of varied content on the network. Excellent. Well, mm-hmm. I just heard the one from last week with Bishop, which was excellent. <laughs> uh, kind of a reverse. Uh, let's start with the bad cop, and uh, he kind of hijacked things. But oh, it was great! Great not see that coming at all. Yeah, very entertaining classic. as always with him. But hey. Um, we're kind of just going with this. It, it's a holiday episode, so we're mm-hmm. celebrating. It's kind of like an extension of our anniversary episode since that coincided with full gear. And then we kind of took a little break. So really not much of an agenda here. We kind of thought initially. Oh, we I have an agenda. Gonna... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go right ahead. Let's go, baby. Have an agenda. A few months ago, when you were struggling for a guest and you had, and you had to set up a toxic mica. You had Diesel phoning saying he was unavailable. Graham was unavailable. I was fucking available. Well, Matt, this was it was uh, a gimmick to break. Uh, I'm aware. Break I'm aware. But I'm aware. But you could have called me to help with the gimmick. Is what I'm saying. I love how you've been sitting on that for like four yeah. months now, too, just stewing. I've been stewing on that. Here, I will, I'll throw now. the blame back to Micah because he's like, we've got enough of these in the intro already. It's long mm. enough. But uh, but at the same time, yeah. the, the camaraderie that all of the all of those, some of them VGM, some aren't yes. nowadays. But the fact of the matter is, is that you haven't, everything, oh, you've got to be on the same network to be friends. Nah, you haven't got to be. You haven't on the same show to be friends. But I think we're all pretty good mates nowadays. I think so too, and I, you know, I think you and Bo definitely hit it off from like. Vi- didn't you guys talk a little video games or something we, on that original one? Uh, we I forget did. what you called me. I've been sitting on this for you. You called me. Uh, oh man, what did you call me? I can't remember. I've been sitting. Graham rolled his eyes about it for sure. Mm-hmm. 
I just remember something came up where you're like, we're going to have to get you on the Game Junkies at some point. What are we point. talking about? It was, you, you were talking about something for sure. I forgot. I forgot <laughs> what I talked about. It was about something. It was definitely something. Matt's the video always game. booking. Like he, there's never, yeah. a, there's never a moment when he's just appearing on a podcast. He's always, no. he's seeing the next few moves ahead. He's trying to get people on his. He has so many podcasts. He has to do it that way, to be honest. Yeah. Well, like Bishop, how Bishop and I have had some good discourse from AEW fan to WWE fan. Man, I think you and I could definitely uh, chop it up, and uh, we may have like going into the new year. Like we want to be doing things differently, like this is different for us having mm-hmm. just people on as themselves really and not characters. So, uh, Hey, oh, let's, uh... the, the, my character is me. So the face <laughs> it, Matt, I am the magnificent Matt Willis and I live that gimmick 24 seven. So just like MJF, MJF, but better, you know? Yeah, there you go. Well, one thing I know Bo did kind of mm-hmm. want to talk about, and we had the idea of is mm-hmm. kind of Christmas and holiday traditions. Because oh, I yeah. know you had some things you wanted to talk about, about your personal stuff. And then as well as hearing kind of, you know, obviously, Matt, you're in the UK. Graham, you're from the UK. Just what is Christmas celebrated like there? Is it in a Graham? Now you live in the States. So, uh, Bo, I don't know if you had something that you specifically wanted to kind of uh, kick it off with or something in your family you wanted to discuss. But I know you had brought this up. So see, I'm, I'm trying to remember. I feel like I got mind wiped <laughs> by the men in black. Uh I feel like you had something you wanted to talk about or something that led was it food? To this. Maybe it might have been food related because okay. we know yeah, you guys always like talking about people. food. Yeah, yeah it might it was. I think it's like what you eat at your Christmas. Mm-hmm. We're off the rails here, fellas. Well, mm-hmm. how how do you guys celebrate Christmas? Yeah, how yeah, yeah. Celebrate. How are you celebrating this year? How are you? How did you celebrate as young lads in the UK? Uh, mm-hmm. What do uh, you I eat? find that it's. It's obviously the the one I didn't realize when I first came to America is to be honest, it's the the Thanksgiving meal is far more significant than the Christmas mm-hmm. meal for sure. Which I didn't realize it was that important. Which so wrong, for bro. a British person, it's obviously <laughs> we don't have Thanksgiving. Yeah. So the Christmas meal is kind of the important one. And okay, see that's been, that's in, I did not know that. And see, so that's and the, interesting and, and, in and of itself. And the importance of the Thanksgiving meal really bleeds over into the choice of Christmas meal selection for my family. Like at my grandpa's, we have uh, breakfast food. So we have like <coughs> biscuits and gravy and pancakes and eggs and bacon and shit. And then uh, for my grandma's, we always have like vegetable soup and like <laughs> crackers and chips and sandwiches and stuff. For Christmas? For Christmas. <laughs> and then uh, for my mom's side of the family, it's weird. It's kind of like hors d'oeuvres. If you can you know? see Matt's reaction right now. <laughs> Like little meatballs, like kind of, you know, like, like things that like that. sounds like a Brexit Christmas, Matt, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hear your all's Christmas yeah, yeah, meals. Yeah. Now, again, I, now... I remember ahead. my first Christmas in America with, with my in-laws. And um, they kind of had like the, the roast meat and all that stuff. And then I, I don't think there was mashed potatoes, which I was like, what? I was like, how can you not have mashed potatoes? Mm-hmm. And the carrots weren't cooked either. So, like Ooh. to me... <laughs> It's like we tend to have in England, like, I don't know if you're familiar with the Sunday roast. Like in Britain, it's kind of traditional that every Sunday you would kind of have almost a Christmas dinner anyway. Okay. Um, you put in a little bit more effort at the Christmas one, but on sure. every week you would have like... You have cranberries. Yeah, you'd have like roast chicken, you'd have your mashed potatoes, you'd get your veg, or you'd have roast potatoes or something like that. So Christmas, you put in a little bit more effort. But yeah, the fact that the vegetables were not cooked was one thing that totally took me aback. I was not expecting, I saw a carrot and bit into it and I was like, oh, that's raw. 
Oh, um, yeah. so yeah, very, <laughs> very okay. different. Um, Monday night, bro. <laughs> so yeah, so, the expectations are, are very different. And uh, for me, if you're eating a meal, I'm not sure if you guys are even familiar with why Matt calls them Christmas crackers. Christmas crackers. No, we, we weren't at all. No. Yeah, no, why? that's something that you would have at the table. Like everyone has one. You pull one. You get a silly hat. Uh, you get a tiny little novelty inside. There's a little oh. joke in there, like a dad joke. And um, that's something you can actually buy them in the States. Um, Here we go. There they are. The, okay. There wow. They've gone really well. Because I'll take like them a, along and then everyone asks, like, what is this? It looks this? like a sausage roll, though. <laughs> Just the way it was kind of wrapped up there. I mean, they, they go down very well. I found they've yeah. always been like a little talking piece, and then then you get asked, like, "Oh, are you going to bring the Christmas crackers again next year?" So uh, yeah. yeah, it's kind of become a, a thing now as well. They literally are class explosive. You can't under sixteen can't buy them anymore in the UK. Really, really for that tiny yeah. little bang. They have they're technically explosive, Graham. So yeah, it's a snap. Like it's literally nothing. Graham, you have, Graham, you have your, you get ID checked if you're buying a Red Bull. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, Matt, what's on your Christmas plate? Okay, first of all, you got some Christmas turkey. Some people like to have the beef as well. Um, some people it will actually stagger and have a fish course as well. Mm, um, I don't agree about. I agree. Person. I don't know. I'm not a fish head. I don't agree about So obviously <laughs> you got to have you got to have Yorkshire puddings. Um, now that is of course for people who may not be aware is basically a batter, uh, which just rises quite quickly in mm. an oven, and you and you add that. You can have it with any meat, but traditionally with beef. But it goes every single finger on any roast dinner goes on the table at Christmas. Basically, it's <laughs> everything at once, pretty much. Yeah, and and. You love it right up until about five minutes after the Queen's speech, and then you fall asleep. <laughs> um, but um, you don't put mashed potatoes on your plate unless um, at Christmas. We, we never did in our family, uh, but lots of lovely crispy roast potatoes, lovely. So cooked in dripping or goose fat. And mm. um, I, I've, I've tended to steer away a little bit from that now because I'm. At a moment, whatever my gut wasn't from salad, but at the same time, um, I just try and eat a bit healthier because you've got so you've got so much, so much fucking veg on this plate. Because you, you got you got your carrots, you got your peas, you can put any veg on it, broccoli. Um, some people even put butter beans on it, not for me personally, but for me, the good old Brussels sprout. Mm, yeah, and who doesn't like a good old sprout? He doesn't. Oh, and I knew her mind a sprout. <laughs> I had sprouts on Sunday. As part of your well, Sunday you, roast? I thought you didn't like sprouts, Graham. I do apologize. I'll like be handsome. Chris doesn't like sprouts, though. <laughs> yeah, who is Shambles Zealous? And I would yeah. like a pamphlet. Oh, Shambles Zealous. Okay. <laughs> Shambles Zealous is a is a dragonborn uh sorcerer acolyte who believes in the twin-tailed fox. Okay. <laughs> Who is obviously tails from Sonic the Hedgehog? That is the joke. Ah, okay. <laughs> and he walks around with pamphlets handing out to people to hope that they'll convert to his religion. Love it. <laughs> I walked around at EGX handing out pamphlets to people, <laughs> but inside the pamphlet was all the details about all the podcasts. So that was kind of good little branding, I thought. Okay. Matt, you talking there about you uh, Dungeons and Dragons is uh, kind of very reminiscent after you eat too much turkey on Thanksgiving. I kind of get that same uh, same <laughs> feeling. But then, what do you have afterwards? Do you have do you have the infamous Christmas pudding? 
Tell me that's what it. we were talking about. I, I was like, I bet when we were talking about data, I was like, I bet it's some sort of pudding that's not like a liquid. You know? No, no, pudding is a liquid. We call that we uh, we tend to call that uh, a liquidized meal for people who can't swallow. Pudding is um, very different. I found that from my yeah. wife when we said we were getting pudding. I had a totally different idea from what I was getting. My Christmas pudding is bake is a is a baked basically a cake is the best way of describing mm. it for you. Guys, okay, I think. but it's laden heavy laden with fruit. Uh, usually you got dates in there. You, you, you alcohol. You got to literally drown it in alcohol. I made one when I was in my first. Really? It, yeah, absolutely. Catering college. <laughs> I I put so much alcohol in it. It was still good to eat eight years later. Whoa! Damn. Preserved a pickled. Um, Christmas yeah. Cake. It, it, Christmas it, that's why. That's why Christmas cake you can also have in the in the United Kingdom, which is a basic fruit cake. But before you put your marzipan and your royal icing on it, you feed it alcohol. Literally, you feed it alcohol. Um, make it like four months before you want it, and just keep feeding it booze. My God, do not take a breathalyzer after that. <laughs> That's great. You will float home. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah, this is it. Like, again, I obviously knew you guys didn't celebrate Thanksgiving, but didn't even think about I, the fact here. that the uh, Christmas uh, dinner. I do. Okay. I do. I have, I have, I have, a, I have a Christmas meal, uh, a Thanksgiving meal. Okay. Um, it's usually just a bit of turkey and some red potatoes or something like that, but I still, I still <laughs> signify it. Okay. See, for us, like, since we do the turkey, everything at Thanksgiving, we're a ham. Do you eat the same turkey? We're we're a ham for Christmas family. Yeah, we do. We're good bit of ham. I, too. I feel like ham fried is, chicken. Ham is pretty. Yeah, I feel like we've maybe done fried chicken. But like we're we've also from KFC K- or something. We're also from know. Kentucky. So <laughs> oh, a, a, another thing uh, to rewind back a little bit. So the Queen gives a speech on on Christmas at three o'clock. At three uh, on, o'clock on, on Christmas Day. On- on all channels, on all okay, channels, pre-recorded. So, but yeah, so, yeah, so you yeah, have to watch it. Like I was wondering, like do you, you don't have, have to. Like, we do, but 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 but, yeah. but like but like that's something you do. It's not something that you're just like, hey, I'm not going to watch that. You can you not know? watch it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but if you want an alternative to. Christmas speech as well, where just um, oh, really? um, yeah. a, an everyday person will get to do yeah. one. Okay. Which, uh, which, which is kind of why I did the alternative Christmas cracker last year as well, just to spite Matt a little bit. Right. Yeah, yeah, I haven't no. I haven't seen our cracker up there yet. Uh-huh. Um, your cracker is dropping very soon, gentlemen. Oh, okay. That was a fun as, as of recording, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, it'll probably be dropped by because yeah, this will probably come out like Tuesday. So uh, it should be done by then. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. No, that was fun. I've listened to a few of the others and definitely want to listen to more. So uh, <laughs> oh, check out got- some Christmas crackers on the Visionaries yeah. Global Media Network and eat a Christmas cracker. Crack no, don't eat a crack. Don't eat a cr- don't eat a Christmas cracker. Made you of don't. Paper. Really? Oh, paper. oh yeah, so you open it up. Oh, it's made of paper. No, you should have not told us this. We would have just bit into it. It's made of paper. It's made of paper. It's got explosive in the middle. You get a, a cheap paper hat you put on your head. Like a okay. And See, then I thought you... there was still a cracker component. No. <laughs> if cracks. I make it down to yeah. uh, Cincinnati I... on Boxing Day, which is an outside possibility, as I mentioned to you guys the other day yes. for the uh, Ravens game. Um, if we have any Christmas crackers left over, I will bring oh, one please. for you. So you see, when see you even showed us that, I still thought there was there's like a... crackers. The well, thing it, was, it was a cylinder, <laughs> too. It's so like a cylinder shaped cracker. Yeah, it looked like, like a, it looked like a sausage cracker. And the like thing the is, it was rolled up. And the thing is, you you 
you you pull the, the tradition is much like with the uh, wishbone at Thanksgiving, you ah. you do it you do it with your person next to you, but you do it like opposite sort of thing like that. And yeah. when and whoever had the bigger piece, it meant to keep what's inside. However, ah. no one ever does. It's that they always keep what's in their cracker that they had in front of them, of course. Sure. And you usually get like a little puzzle or like a little hopping frog. You always want the little Allen key because you can't get it throughout the year or the little screwdriver, little set of three little screwdrivers. So you can't buy them in the shop anywhere. You're always even for the fucking remote control and the batteries <laughs> run out and you can't find the ones you want. <laughs> See, we're learning all kinds of things. Oh, here. yeah. And you always get a joke which isn't funny inside. Yeah. That's or, that's fu- that's funny. Or, in other <laughs> words, a Graham joke. Oh, which, by the way, I to be to be fair though, I do tend to laugh a lot of his jokes and get the giggle because <laughs> yeah. I because I'm a child. Hey Matt, are you ready to hijack this podcast with what we talked about? Hell fucking yes! All <laughs> right, Brett, you ready? I got devil's advocate for you. Oh, no. 20 seconds, you have to defend the fact that the biggest disappointment in the one-hour match on AEW Dynamite this week was the fact that Brian Danielson didn't win. I mean, yeah. I, how, how do you not take the belt? Uh, you know, he was hot as hell. He beat. He ran through the whole Dark Order. You know, couldn't beat Kenny, but he's been unbeatable. Beat Miro. And I mean, yeah, as much as I love Hangman, I think uh, this was the right guy and the right time to do it. And it really would have mixed things up and made for some interesting stories going forward time. That's well, good. Picking on Hangman Page is like mentioning uh, uh, CM Punk for you, Matt. It was like perfect. It was like too easy. It was like, yeah. I, gotta, I, was like, I, I heard... gotta go for that. It's low hanging fruit, but I was yes. like, I gotta go for that one. <laughs> Very much so. And I heard the Bishop one with you, the CM Punk, or the Phil Brooks has better abs than Finn Balor or whatever it was. <laughs> right till this week, mate. Spoiler <laughs> alert, but it'll be coming out afterwards. Uh, this week's adver- uh, Devil's Advocate for Matt also featured abs again. Nice. Morgan mm-hmm. Devil's abs. Advocate, yes, <laughs> love it, absolutely love it. Right, well, do you, Matt, have one do you for... think of one for Bo? It okay. is. Yeah. on the flight. So, Mister Bo, you have to defend this statement, kind of on the fly. So, bear with me here, okay? <clears throat> for biggest disappointment about this year has not been lockdowns, has not been COVID, nothing like that. The fact that I had to put up with meeting Chad, Diesel, and Tom, and not meeting Matt. Yeah, I mean, quite frankly, those guys are jerks. Um, I went down there. I had a horrible time. Uh, you know, uh, Tom uh, made us sleep on the floor. It was it was, it was shit. It, 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 while he slept in his air-conditioned room, it was awful. Then Chad and Diesel took us to Madison and just left us there for an entire day. I wish I went to – wish I would have gone to the U.K. and saw you. There you go. Those guys are jerks. Yeah. <laughs> we actually recorded with them last night as well, which was lovely. But the, the, yeah. we decided to hijack her literally about eh, about two minutes before we came on air. I was like, yeah. hey, can we hijack the end of it? I was like, I'm a devil's advocate in there. I love it. Well, hey, guys, that was awesome. This was great. Um, any last things to plug, talk about, anything you want to get out before you leave here? I'll give you one big difference, and I hadn't even realized this. Sometimes things are subtle, and I pick up on both the American and the English, and I don't always remember. Oh. Um, apparently, British people say happy Christmas, not Merry Christmas. So happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Matt? No, it's Merry Christmas. <laughs> I'm out of here. That's what they say in a Christmas carol, right? You know, that, that's my that's my uh, standard for uh, celebrating Christmas in the UK. <laughs> it's, well, it's the metric by which I measure it. 
Uh, the thing he gets upset by it just surprises me week after week. It's the littlest thing. He's the biggest drama queen there is. Well, and I guess we still we were never able to reschedule our rematch on the Devoid game we show. We will. We so will. I was gonna say that'll have to be coming. I would guess early 2022. So that'll have to yeah. come after I've got back from America. By which time, uh, Micah should hopefully return from parts unknown. Yeah, which we've spoiled that a little bit last night too, where parts unknown was. <laughs> Oops. No. Very few people know where that actually is. I am free with that information. <laughs> well, whoever's listen whoever listens to this show will know unless we yeah. decide to cut it out, which screw that guy. We won't. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I don't really think he's a very good person. Don't think very highly. It's of him. it's it's David's closet, let's face it. It's David's closet. Nick, so. He's just got a lot of problems, you know. <laughs> Oh, gentlemen, this was wonderful. And uh, yeah, we will see or talk to you all very soon. Graham, if you come here next week, definitely let us know. Uh, Would love to see you all. Thank you so much. And we will talk soon. Feliz Navidad. Everybody, what the fuck is up? Hey, it's me. It's Greg Goldman. You remember from the fucking Goldman Hour, the Greg Goldman Report, you know, the Big Apple's core, New York's favorite, whatever. Hey, it's fucking Christmas. I'm here with my best fucking bud, Hoagie. We're down at Pat Sports Bar in Queens. And you know what? I gotta say, I fucking love New York, right? But this city turns into a big pile of fucking shit this time of year, you know? With the cold and the crowds and the, the slush and the fucking soot everywhere. Jesus Christ. So, Hoagie, I figured, why not spread a little Christmas holiday cheer and list off some of the things that pissed me the fuck off this year? Uh, yeah, well, Greg, uh, you know, that is one one way of uh, spreading holiday, holiday cheer if it, you know, you know, meant the opposite of what that actually meant. But, uh, you know, as they say, uh, you know, tis the season and uh, to each their own. Yeah, but the, those are two different sayings. Um, All right. But the, so oh, I was okay. on the subway this week, right? And there was this fucking bum sitting in the front row, right? Greg, Greg, Greg. Oh, sorry. Yeah, okay. There was a fiscally challenged person in the front row, right? Hey, I'm trying, hoax. I'm trying, right? I know, I know, Greg. Right. So we started making this weird fucking grunting noise, and everyone moved away from him, and I was like, holy fuck, this fiscally challenged person it's about to take a shit in the middle of the fucking subway are you fucking kidding me so like i'm not about to let that fucking happen this city's already a fucking sewer so i walk up i go hey you fiscally challenged person why don't you fucking hold it in and he's like please sir i just left the va i quit drinking and i can't control my bowels and i'm getting withdrawals i said fucking withdrawals i'll show you withdrawals gets 200 bucks save you a trip to the atm uh, w- wow, Greg, that was actually, uh, you know, very decent of you. What? You know what's not very decent, though, Hoagie? The fucking New York Giants. I mean, <laughs> go figure. Big fucking surprise, right? Giants are fucking terrible this year. No playoffs. Everyone's getting fucking fired. Who fucking cares? You know, Hoagie, I've learned not to let the Giants ruin my Christmas because they try to fucking do it every single year. Uh, but Greg, didn't they, like, win the Super Bowl? Just a couple times, just like a few years ago? No, doesn't matter, Hoagie. The Giants are so fucking bad right now, it feels like fucking 50 years ago. Like, Eli Manning's gotta be as old as fucking Edge now. Oh, speaking of, Hoagie, speaking of, nothing has pissed me off more than fucking WWE this year. 
Uh, well, yeah, well, what about AEW, Greg? I mean, you don't seem to like that uh, that con guy, you know? And uh, kind of talk about him all the time. Hey, let me put it this way, Hoagie. Tony Khan being so fucking dumb is the gift that keeps on giving. But WWE, Jesus Christ. I mean, their booking has been off the fucking walls this year. It's like they have fucking three-year-olds right in the show, new storylines every week. I haven't even gotten to talk about the fucking egg yet. What the fuck is an egg got to do with fucking wrestling? You know, I don't fucking understand what has been up with WWE this year. It's like Nick Khan has somehow decided that three five-year-olds with some crayons could write a better wrestling show than some fucking fans in over in fucking AEW with Tony Khan, right? But you know, Hoagie, it's like fucking eggnog. You know, it might be fucking dog shit, but I can't help myself, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking about eggs a lot. Yeah, I got yeah. you. Right, okay, I'm fucking done, you know? How do you spend your holiday, Chia? Uh, well, you, you know, for the, f- the past few years, I've uh, volunteered to be like uh, one of those Santas who stand out in front of the store and like uh, ring the bell for their Salvation Army. And, you know, it, it's uh, something I look forward to all year, you know, standing out there in that big warm red suit and fake beard, ringing the bell for a good cause, you know, seeing the kids' faces light up over seeing Santa Claus, you know, getting presents and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, this year they had me out in front of the Target on the Lower East Side. And I was out in front ringing the bell when this guy, you know, he walked up to me. He was all shivering and stuff. Wore nothing but an old t-shirt and jeans. And he said, uh, hey, you know, I'm, a, I'm a here to be your elf. And I said, uh, you know, well, sir, I'm glad you're out here for a good cause. But it's, uh, you know, it's kind of cold out here. And that, uh, that elf costume ain't nothing but a pair of tights and a green shirt and a hat. I said, you got a jacket to wear over. And he says, no. You know, jackets are expensive this time of year. And it was... Either one for me or one for my eight-year-old daughter. That's what he said. So, uh, so I just says, okay, you know, wait there. And I went to the Target bathroom and took off the Santa suit and just gave it to him. So, you know, he could wear the, the warm red coat. And uh, I was the elf this year, you know. Because, uh, I mean, I look good in tights anyways. And green green's my coat. matches my eyes. Goddamn, Hoags. You know, that was a nice thing to do. But I'm sorry you don't get to be Santa, bud. Yeah, yeah, it's okay, you know. I, I didn't have a lot to, you know think about it but you know between volunteering at the soup kitchen and the make a wish and operation christmas child saint vincent de paul toys for tots you know i know you're a person who's very virtual sometimes but i feel like christmas brings up the worst of people you know people running each other over for some stupid doll scammers like that fucking fox monroe asshole the general filth around here that makes new york well like fucking garbage yeah yeah, Greg. I mean, yeah, yeah, maybe it does. You know, s- sometimes all the Christmas lights and the presents and that big tree at uh, Rockefeller Center kind of block out, you know, all, all the warts that are still still out there covering the cities. And, uh, you know, when I start thinking about that, sometimes I start thinking about all the bad that happened to me this year. But when that happens, I try and, I guess, think of the bigger picture. And, you know, that picture's got a lot of good and bad. And that this... You know, for better or worse, is uh, who we are. Well, fuck, Hoagie. I think you just put the bow on the present right there. How about that fucking Tiny Tim speech from Mr. Shakespearean over here? Yeah, huh? Let's go play some fucking pool, Hoags. Hey, Merry fucking Christmas. We're out of here. All right. Yeah, yeah. Bye, bye, bye.
Okay, okay, okay. We're rolling right along here. Happy holidays. Happy. Uh, I'm not allowed to have a beer because I'm at college. (laughs) (laughs) Are you even of age? Yes, I legally am of age. Okay. Oh, yeah. We're not allowed to do it here. Well, you've already heard him, folks. You've heard him many, many times throughout the show, but not as himself. As the legendary Greg Goldman, the staple of the Brain Buster Boys. We're bringing the human being behind the character here to you. Welcome, Derek from the Specifically Devoid podcast. Welcome to the Brain Buster Boys, Derek. Thank you. It's good to be here as me. I've always been Greg Goldman, someone who honestly is very different from who I am as a person. Oh, really? You oh, don't yeah. say. <laughs> you, you want to hear a song I just read? <laughs> Please. Yes. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Will night stay? We can only hope to pray. So for those who maybe couldn't hear that, I believe it was jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Will Micah stay in? We can only hope and pray. Yep. <laughs> or parts unknown. Parts right. unknown. Excuse as me. he's been sent away to. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, kind of the theme of this show is bringing everyone on who's been involved in the show as themselves. Because obviously, like, you know, everyone's been playing characters. We've kind of kept it pretty kayfabe the whole time. But mm-hmm. hey, the people that are as integral to this show as us deserve to be recognized. And you, sir have been the star of the show these past several months. And it's just been an absolute pleasure working with you. And Bo, I know, you know, you've been kind of writing this character based on (laughs) somehow a real human being (laughs) who came at us. But uh, I don't know how, you know, how do you want to start, Bo? Do you want to talk about kind of the process of it? And we kind of get Derek's take from there. This is kind of weird. We've never done anything like this. I I guess when we decided to write about Greg, we'll kind of just skip forward to that because I guess we've pretty clearly established throughout the history of our show that Greg has always sort of been, he was just this guy we saw on Twitter who we thought was just kind of funny um, that we laughed at. You know, I'll make, I'll make that clear. And uh, then, uh, you know, as we started, you know, coming up with the idea for what if Gre- this Greg character has his own show. And, you know, we thought of it as a joke. Which and, this was uh, literally a year ago, basically, yeah, like that we were kind of ago. figuring this stuff out. Yeah. 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 And, then, and then after the, the WWE arc, you know, it, it came to, like it came time to do it. But we kind of put it off a little bit smartly. Um, but I remember when I first started writing this, I was like, how am I going to do this? Like, <laughs> we've built this up in our head. And like, yeah. there's, there's so many dimensions to the real person. You got to pick what you want to capture. Like you can't be faithful to all of it. You know, like you got to pick, pick what works. But we've done pretty damn good. I we've think. done pretty good. But in the, in the beginning, I didn't know, I don't think any of us knew, uh, but then when we cast Derek and then when you started performing, you know, it took about a couple episodes, but then, you know, like whenever I wrote this Christmas bit, like, it's just, you know, the voices in my head. And uh, it, it's just something that, that I can queue up and like lately, you know, since I haven't been writing for the show, I've been writing and other stuff. I've been getting back into, you know, classic prose writing. Uh, and it's been, you know, a bit of a challenge getting to tap it back into the voice where you got to like describe everything. But like when I went back to this today, like I woke up this morning 
uh, and the and I had the ideas and I drove to work and I, you know, got the stuff, got the opening stuff done and got on Google Docs. And it was like being with an old friend with Greg and Hoagie. Um, and like that was uh, one of my favorite parts of today, you know, that and the recording of this. And, uh, you know, it just speaks a lot just to, you know, your performance and just like how everything just worked uh worked very well together and and now we all had fun which is the most important part we enjoyed playing these characters so much fun they're the real you know they're real people in my mind and and that's ultimately the goal of you know of writing for me is like when you make a character seem like a real person in your head and and you think about them when you when you're away from the computer when you're walking down the street eating dinner you know whatever (laughs) all the time yeah so how is it for you derek (laughs) Oh my gosh. I remember when you guys first contacted me about Goldman, I think in my head, I thought it was going to be like maybe a one and done or a couple and done. And then when we really got into it, uh, I think is when I sort of let go of uh, caring as much about what Goldman said. (laughs) Like, I think I had such a hard time with the beginning. I think with trying to just be like, okay, I'm Greg Goldman. I'm New York. I have to have this accent. I have to talk like this and this and this. Well, yeah. eventually I just decided, fuck it, just let Goldman happen. That's when I really felt like I started to have the most fun. Wow. And and just getting to do that weekly yeah. was the most fun I think I've had doing anything in a while. And to have, yeah. to have that whole arc as like a concrete something I've done that I can look back on and I can be proud of is really cool to have. So like, thank you guys for giving me that opportunity. No, oh, they, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a, you're welcome. B, thank you for yeah. You know, thank you for bring, crushing bring, it bring, and... bringing these characters alive because this is the most rich like writing vein like currently for me right now. And uh, yeah, I mean like that, that that says something. Um, in this George Saunders book, I was um talking to Ian about. Uh, this is a you know a book. George Saunders is like a pretty well respected author in both like literary and genre circles. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one part I read this morning was about like learning what type of writer you are. And he, he, he gave this metaphor. He said, imagine you were somebody who had always watched videos of Olympic sprinters and you wanted to be an Olympic sprinter. And you did that all your life. And it, it came to be when you're 21 or 22 and you got to try out and you walked out there and you were six foot five and muscular and 250 pounds and mm-hmm. you sucked, you know? And, and you're like, man, like I thought all my life I would be this. And you're not that, but then you see people throwing like shot put was his example. And he's like, well, wait, that, that, that could be me. Um, you know, like writing these characters, you know, like, you know, I've already had feelings like that since grad school, but writing these characters had, had that sort of feeling to me that, 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 that this was right for me, you know, uh, like the, the, this felt like maybe not what I expected of myself a year ago or mm-hmm. especially five years ago, but. When, you know, want to say, yes, you are writing them and it was incredible, but also Derek and Ian slash Hoagie as well. The sure. ad living, the yeah. ad living was so good and specifically yeah. like the WWE stuff. Like <laughs> Bo's obviously not watching it. I'm following from afar. So, I, you know, sometimes we just let you go and just see what the fuck happened. Well, and like, whatever it's WWE, I write talk WWE yeah. like, Insert, like I would sometimes look up ratings numbers and whatnot but like some of the true like as great as the scripts were and they were incredible like some of the best moments was just you and Hoagie yeah. ad-libbing and even earlier tonight it just happened and the recording already but yeah, yeah. 
man, you crushed it. And again, just getting the four of us back together tonight, like I said it earlier, like I've had some shit going on in my life and things haven't been the best of late. I'm good. I'm fine. But like tonight, just getting everyone together, like this was just fucking awesome. Right. And I will say this about the ad-libbing is uh, <laughs> despite how different me and Goldman are as people. Um, so I watch WWE still on a weekly basis because I'm a glutton for punishment. Um, <laughs> That's what Greg would say. He is too, but, I think. Yeah, like this gave me an outlet because like we talk wrestling on specifically to avoid, but we haven't talked modern wrestling since All Out. Uh <laughs> So this gave me a vehicle to complain about WWE and absolutely. Oh boy. I had a lot of complaints about WWE. (laughs) Every single thing Goldman said, that wasn't like something manufactured to be upset. That was something I was genuinely upset at WWE at that week. Which is the best too. Cause again, like we didn't have to write that. Like it was just like, you're watching the shows. We're not, I'm following it enough. And like, again, some of the beauty of all of this was just, seeing the two of you bounce off each other, knowing this stuff wasn't written. Again, a lot yeah. of it was, but like the moments that weren't, and that's where the true magic was for yeah, sure. Yeah. Like in, you know, and who Greg and Hokey kind of became, you know, uh, great. Like I think, yeah. Like, I, 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 like people, I, I legitimately like gave a fuck about, you still know, still do. Uh, yeah. And yeah. We still yeah. will. And if the real Greg Goldman is out there, which we know he doesn't listen, but man, we'd love to have you on sometime. Oh, <laughs> that would be just the best episode of any podcast I think I could witness. That's always been the goal is real yeah. Goldman versus fake Goldman. I would have just the most fun I think I'd ever have in my life. We are like with meta within meta here, and I love it. And well, the real Greg Goldman, he did come after us when we started this because we heard it off because we did use his actual picture. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of wondered. I was like, but like when we like jumped that shark, it was like, oh boy. You know? And you had had that graphic made several months in advance of the Greg Goldman hour with his Twitter profile picture over the New York skyline with the giants and the Mets and all yeah. the different logos on there. They're and here, again, we heard it come ruin his Christmas. Yeah. We, <laughs> birthed, we literally birthed this. I mean, I feel like new year's last year is when it really crystallized, but it was already in the works a year ago at this point. And thank you to real Greg Goldman for being yeah. who you are. Oh yeah. my God. You fucking beautiful maniac. You. Yeah. Well, I think well, psycho. Well, to talk winter is coming. Like I think on winter is coming is whenever I first noticed like him liking a bunch of her stuff. Yeah. I was like, who's this Greg Goldman? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like he appears, he's a fan. Like let's engage. And now with we're two burner accounts deep. <laughs> <laughs> We won't even get into what <laughs> well, that's another story for another day. But yeah, we had to track two burner accounts of this real human being oh to God. keep reading his tweets, to keep influence what we were writing and project. Because again, a lot of what you were writing was based off of things that he had said for real. Yeah, it's it, it, yeah, it, it started off like that. You know, um, one of the things about the Goldman stuff was, um, and, and this is a big part of Hoagie, too. This is where Hoagie kind of, like, contributes an emotional center. Like, a lot of sentimentality 
you know, because because as I was telling uh, Ian, like the Goldman Hour, I think is at its best is when it confronts like cynicism, you know, because Greg's a complainer and Greg complains about all this stuff. But Greg is like not somebody who lets himself get beaten down. He he, he mm-hmm. kind of like continues. Absolutely. He like goes, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's got, you know, a, a very strong will. Um, but 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 yeah, you know, I, I think like that, that like, you know, was 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 part of, you know the sentimentality that came out. I thought like we, we struck a pretty good silence with the performances and the writing of not being sappy, but, but like, you know, you know, talking about the reality of the situation, like one of my favorite moments, Derek is, is the Greg's acceptance speech. You know, it was very blunt. It was very short, but it was the climax and it was what things were building toward, but it, but it was, you know, you, just how you delivered and what you did, you know, I think like was, you know, it, it was it. It delivered, you know. It was what it was, was needed. It, yeah, that recording that in particular, um, I genuinely had to like stop myself from crying. Like, like I don't <laughs> think I've shared this with you guys before, but like genuinely, it felt like because uh I will say that trying to juggle everything uh between the podcast and being at college, <laughs> uh and juggling all of that has been a lot this past year, but, imagine. but always going back to Greg Goldman's uh, never say die attitude to a fault, never say die where it yeah. kills him to a fault, uh, yeah. never say die to a fault, but that has sort of helped me in a way. And that sort of been encouraging and that sort of goodbye that was like, I'm going to have, I'm going to take this with me now is sort of how I was feeling in that moment. Hell yeah, that's awesome! Bro, I'm getting yeah. go- I'm getting goosebumps right now. No, that, yeah. that is that that is man, like that that like I I can't tell that that's one of the best like you know like I hate to say that I, I don't want to take this as a comment, and be like oh am I right? But it's like man, like Absolutely this work that we you did, should no, yeah no 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 this work that we did I think uh you know like it's we, the best it, shit we've done yeah 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 we all know it it, 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 it was transformative yeah and i think it it, it's something that deserves to be continued in mind and i think these characters are important you know like like i was thinking about the idea i told you all today like sure you have these stories of new yorkers like you have broad city and girls and like Mm -hmm. yes here are the stories of like these people who live in brooklyn and on the up but greg is like yes we live on like the dregs Right, yeah. society we, we are the beaten down you know we, we are the people who, who mm-hmm. have been fucked up and, and it's like i don't know for some reason like to me that story combined kind of with our sort of somewhat like bombastic fun style with it is a story that's incredibly worth telling yeah there's a lot of realism in it and again like yeah. take out all the wrestling from it like it was just a fucking great story yeah. Oh, and yeah, yeah. kudos to you, Bo. I mean, you wrote 95 plus percent of it and I yeah. gave my, gave my ideas and thoughts and, you know, we'd change things here and there. And again, just like tonight and it happened a few times, like for me personally, some of the best shit is when I wouldn't read the script and I would just watch you guys perform during these recordings. Yeah, and it's how about, just fucking awesome. How about Hoagie's Salvation Army story? Like that was like my favorite thing to write. It was just like, you know, like, cause like, I thought like, sort of like, okay, like Hoagie wants to be, he takes like pleasure in being Santa Claus. So like Greg was always sort of the number one on the yeah. show, but now Santa Claus is Hoagie's chance to get to be number one. And he's just couldn't, 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, he's got he's, too big of a fucking heart. Or yeah, he's got too big. He's got too he big had to of a let heart. the other guy fucking be. be yeah, 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 which which was the right thing to do, a thousand percent. And it's like both like who Hoagie is and just like the orbit that he's on in life. It's like yeah, like this is the situation you run into, man. Like like here comes the guy. He's like it's it was either Jacket for me or my eight year old daughter. Yeah, <laughs> which that's the first time we learned he has a daughter, right? Oh right. no 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 that, no that's not Hoagie. Who said that? Oh, was, it wasn't Hoagie. Right. Okay. It, it, oh, it, it, yeah. It was the I got elf. You. I yeah, got yeah, the, you. the guy who came up, and that's why. That, Hoagie, yeah, when that was happening, I'm like, oh shit, Hoagie has a daughter. Tight. No, no, no. Yeah, Hoagie. Uh... No, I feel you. Yeah. Well, we've broken the fifth wall here, and I know where the time is running out as we're having other people. But uh, Derek, any highlight? What was it? highlight? Favorite moment of Goldman? Oh my gosh! Well, favorite Goldman moment? <laughs> I know there's a million. Oh. I don't even know oh, what mine would be. I loved the first, the Jim Cornette interview. Oh, man. <laughs> Dude, that, that was, was uh, a lot of fun. That was so much fun. Just what? And didn't we? So, yeah, I was Cornette. And didn't we kind of do something initially before we recorded? Because, like, I feel like, I don't know, but that was awesome as well. Um, uh, well, we did the we, interview with Tom where we talked about Cornette. Like, we built it up somewhat. No, I it. feel like we'd at least had a dry run or something with the Cornette. Oh, I, oh, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, we were, like, ad-libbing. <laughs> we were fully yeah. ad-libbing before we kind of, like, written the thing. And then, like, from that moment, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is going to be gold. And, yeah, just, fuck. As a first character to butt heads with Greg Goldman on the Goldman Hour. There really could not be anyone better than Jim no. Cornette. I mean, because real Goldman truly hates Jim Cornette. Yeah. Well, no, I it, think it most was... wrestling fans do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and it was like in one of his tweets when he was like, "Wrestling Twitter is so toxic. Fuck these people. Fuck that. Fuck, Cor- fuck, fuck Cornette." Cornette. Yeah, it was. It was like whenever he's like accused wrestling twitter of being toxic and then honestly that's that that tweet alone is probably 95 percent of the inspiration of calling mike a toxic i would yep, imagine uh, pretty, yeah. yeah pretty much because because <laughs> I, I think we were like greg's like oh yeah the iwc is toxic we were like you're toxic, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> you're toxic. <laughs> oh shit well this is fucking great derek thank you for everything and it's been amazing again, yeah. just t- taking podcasts and characters out of it, just getting to know you as a yep. human. And now you and I talking about Survivor on the side. And I always love talking wrestling with you. Um, but this has been a sheer joy. And I know uh, this is just uh, the beginning of a beautiful friendship for all of us. So. Yeah. yeah, we're not done with this shit. Like, you know, no. the, the no. idea we took, yeah, I, I, um, you, you'll hear from Greg and Hoagie again in a significant capacity. Oh yeah, um, and they'll be on. Own. They'll be on the Brainbuster Boys again for sure. Um, yes, thank you. And anything, plug your own show here, and then any final thoughts as you or Goldman get them out, baby. Oh my gosh! Well, <laughs> plugging my own show. I haven't done this in a hot fucking minute. Uh, I am on the specifically to Void podcast. Uh, it is me, Michael, was sent away to parts unknown because he's a toxic motherfucker. Woo! Uh, we have NK Fabe coming out uh, this week with the very own Brett right here that will be oh, coming out this knew- Tuesday. Hell yeah. It was originally planned for the beginning of the month, but we had to switch some things around. So you'll be getting that very soon with Brett and the toxic one himself, Micah. 
We just started the Devoid Fantasy League where me, Micah, and James are fantasy booking our own wrestling companies. We're still going with the Talk With series. Things are looking up for specifically Devoid. Hell yeah. Check them out. They got a variety of shows. And again, to the future. It's going to be great. Um, Ready to turn the page of 2022 and uh, continue the fun. Bo, you look like you're chomping at the bit there (laughs) for something. What do you got? Check the halls with bows of holly. Mike is a big dickhead. <laughs> we will leave it on that. And we're going to have Mike on the show later on. So uh, we'll give him a chance to respond. And no, for real, Derek, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you yeah, so for much it. for everything. <laughs> have a great holiday season. Yeah, man. We will certainly be in touch. Good the deal. honor has been all mine. Thanks, boys. Uh, guys. We love you. Take care, brother. Love you, Derek. Well, I was going to say, hey, we're continuing the party here for the BBB holiday extravaganza. We don't even we haven't even recorded our own intro for this yet. That'll be done at the end. But we are excited to have two great friends of the show. Well, one great friend of the show and some other guy. Um, Bo, I'm going to let you handle the introductions for this one, baby. um, Specifically, Devoid is one of the best podcasts. on the internet currently, uh, the, the specific Deloitte family, uh, really like brings a lot, like, you know, like not just in terms of like wrestling discussion, you know, but just in terms of, you know, like that game show, like, like, I swear to God, like whenever that game show, that Turner game show came out, like, you know, I had tons of people who would not normally watch the show, watch that. So, I believe both of our parents watched it or yes, our mothers did. Yeah. watched it. Yes. Yeah. 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 It, it, it left an impression. Um, so so yeah, you know. Well, uh, do you want to introduce our guests here? I mean, I'm, yes, I'm shocked yes, with yes, those yes. glowing compliments there. Yeah, yes, yes. The 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 the, uh, the wondrous, uh, intelligent, uh, fascinating Justin. <laughs> <laughs> At Justin Time Two Eleven. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. A- AKA Bruce Pritchard. And then you know, like. Uh, 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 you. I should have done that at one point during <laughs> it. Man. I love you. And you know, like so, somebody I've just tagged as a nice guy throughout my time in this podcast, uh, Micah Pellegrini. <laughs> of the specifically Devoid brand, which you were just yes. outing. Yeah. But uh, well, 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 that podcast is not devoid of substance because it's full of great full of great stuff. It really is. Wow. Welcome, I, I think Micah. that might be the nicest thing Bomo said to me in like five to six months. I think you might be right. I was shocked. Well, I thought he was going to turn it into something about Derek there. <laughs> right? I thought he was going to say Derek is awesome, which he's not. Our but, first, you know, um, well, Derek you know, keeps I, sending I, him into the void. Yeah, you know, I can, I, 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 can, I, can, I can give or take Derek, but like, you know, Micah is like, <laughs> the bedrock of this, you know? And yeah. <laughs> I can give or take sarcasm abound here no 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 no, 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 genuine attitude abound actually yes what is going on here it's bizarro bbb today um welcome back micah our first uh guest co-host from shit whenever that when was that oh lord deep august deep was it no was it before we went to it it, it was before milwaukee yes it was so it would have been 
light, not deep. What's the opposite of shallow August? Yeah, early August. Shallow August. Well, and Brett, my- the, Brett, the last time I was on your show, we watched uh, Kentish the Shibata match. And Shabbat is coming back. And Shabbat is coming back this oh, week. It, yes. it was revealed. So, like, I I don't know. I'm just saying that's like a little bit of uh, it, fate works in weird ways. Well, he's not coming back this week, but he announced this week right, that right. he's he coming come- back for a match January 4th at the Tokyo Dome for Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, massive, massive news. I mean, that's already, you know, we, we're going to be talking about, like, favorite moments of the year with High Five Tom next. And, I mean, we've already kind of started just talking some wrestling here, so let's just get to it. But And, and, and bread. What a great thing for bread, Chibata. Bread? Yeah, Chibata. <laughs> Ah, 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 ah. Oh, well, it's funny because Kojima, if you remember Kojima, who fought Moxley at, I think, All Out, like his uh, whole thing is like he's the bread guy. Like oh, he really? made a, a Bullet Club shirt that said Bread Club, and okay. he uses all these bread emojis, and he's just classic. So you cool. you threw me off there. <laughs> I, I, but, I was I was gestating on that one. But I was going to say Shibata's even comeback where he had the surprise like grappling match with Zack Sabre Jr., Michael, which I believe you saw. Justin, I don't know. what Do you have your pulse on? I know we talked a little bit. You don't really watch a ton of New Japan or Japanese wrestling, but do you follow it at all? Do you have any idea of what's going on? I try to watch New Japan as much as possible. Like, okay. It's so hard, it's so hard to keep up with all of it. Like, Yeah. Well, when I, mean, I saw you- Shibata come back, for that exhibition i was like oh my god he's coming back oh my god yes so you did see that then yes i did yeah man that was crazy yeah and now coming back for an official match and i mean you know i know micah like we said we watched the match together uh top four or five match of all time for me him versus okada when he had his brain injury and just some crazy returns that have happened i mean cm punk you know, no one really saw Yo, that coming. Um, at the- we may, I may have to move downstairs because uh, there was a, a pause there. Well, we're back after some technical difficulties of Bo's internet at the Boyasco residence over there. Um, and we were talking about Shibata and how excited we are about Shibata. Sure. Um, does anyone have uh, and we've had Bo being nice to Micah here. That's been a shocking development here. And even when we were off air, the niceness continued. So, uh, Micah, you got anything to say about that? Um, no. <laughs> no, it's, well, um, no, you shouldn't have anything to say because it's well deserved. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the opposite of toxic? Pure? Pure. Pure, yeah. Cleansed. Cleansed, you know. Non-toxic. 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 Like crayons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not like Sharpies. Oh, Sharpies are the most toxic. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) funny story. So, uh, my mom has this permanent marker. And uh, whenever we have family gatherings at her house, like, like Thanksgiving, Christmas, like we'll bust out the solo cups and then my mom will be like, all right, here comes this permanent marker. We're going to write everyone's name on it. And it stinks so bad. Like, 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 like if I write Bo on a solo cup and I'm drinking like water out of it, like I can smell that permanent marker still. Oh yeah. Like it is just the, the, the most rank permanent marker like that has ever existed. 
when you can take a drink and get high on fumes at the same time. Oh yeah. 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 It is just stinky. And it's just, she insists on using it every year. And I've just told her, I'm like, mom, like we got to retire. Is it the same marker year after year? It is. Yeah. Well, it, it looks like a, well, it looks like a dry erase marker. It's got that like lid that has, you know, like that little part that sticks up in the middle. You know? mm-hmm. How about this yeah. for a nickname? Permanent marker Pellegrini. <laughs> I think it's more watchable, you know, to be honest with you, uh, you know, uh, I mean, you know, seems like he's he has many different modes. So that's riveting, okay. riveting, riveting stuff here with the BBBs. Um, <laughs> what do you guys want to talk about? Isn't this your show? Like, yeah. are you leading the conversation? Yeah. Hey, we're going. <laughs> we've been going view from the top rope style this week, and just uh, everything is a uh, fair game. Well, it's and, gonna be uh, nine hours long. It'll yeah, probably be it's like gonna be nine hours, nine hours long, or we're gonna be like pissed drunk. I well, learned I what Diesel's real name is for... this week. Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I finally learned it because I, I'm the lead, I'm the I, I run the fantasy league, uh, of like a small collection of people, and Diesel's in it, and I didn't realize that like it would show his his true legal name, his shoot name, his yes. 20. Yeah, we've got we've got his shoot name. We got Grant. We know a lot of shoot names. <laughs> you sure do love of... Graham's last name. We're not allowed oh, to oh, say oh, that. Oh, 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 oh yeah, we aren't. Yeah, he, we're he, gonna he, have he, to beep that out. We we revealed <laughs> where par- we revealed where parts unknown was for you when we talked to Derek. Which is kind of so crazy because like no, <laughs> you have to like, beep that out. We realized that after the fact. And we're like we just spoiled everything of where micah is but which i'm in parts unknown speaking <laughs> of which i've heard parts unknown where you are is under lockdown right now so i hope uh, all is well over there you are you would be incorrect really i sure, I sure am not in lockdown well you would know but my brother <laughs> has a his wife has a relative in a similar location of parts unknown and had mm. said that they were un- were they under lockdown at one point no idea um, I, I just go to I just no, go to I work and yeah. so. Wow. Well, hey, Justin, you've been yes. probably our biggest supporter from you know. For sure. I don't want to say day one because I don't think you were there from day one, but I know you were pretty damn close and pretty much hopped in at the book of Turner. Like, okay. Well, woo! that that okay. Yeah, that's pretty much day one. I mean, the first six episodes certainly are fine in their own right, but obviously <laughs> things certainly took off with the book of Turner, but it's been a pleasure getting to know you just through, you know, Twitter interaction initially. And then as we kind of needed another character for Bruce Pritchard, you know, we're like kind of figuring who that could be. And we're like, why not Justin? And boy, oh boy, I'll tell you what, you fucking killed it. And I can't remember the specific, there was one moment where you gave it to Bo. Like oh, no, he's, he's like, Bo, do you want yeah. this to be the Star Trek five of podcast? Which I don't know if any of you guys have seen Star Trek five. It's really weird. It has like a cat <laughs> with three boobs in it. You know, <laughs> William Shatner directed Hold it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. William Shatner directed it. And a, a main motif of the film is row, row, row your boat gently down. Like, like, like I'm not joking. It's so weird. That is like it, 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 yeah, yeah, it, it is definitely the, the, the bastard child of uh, of the Star Trek films. Well, I was going to ask Justin, just would love to hear uh, 
about your experiences of playing Bruce and, uh, you know, what you thought about it, uh, what you did to get prepared. Cause I swear you certainly, uh, you had the voice down, you had the diction down. Uh, it was just excellent stuff and, uh, was a pleasure working with you, man. Well, it was awesome that you guys actually got me on. Like I was like, how in the world do I get into Bruce Pritchard without <laughs> sounding like way too Southern but sounding like not like myself too much and it was just very weird like it was hard to get into but i was like this is like a happy medium right here we'll go with that and we'll see what works from here but i i love that i was i thank you guys again for letting me come on and do that like that was so much fun and thank you and again you crushed it like we're not just saying that like we listen to these back when we edit them and then typically like once they're out feel like we usually listen to the whole episode again once it's out and like there were several moments where i'm just like fucking bruce uh, oh yeah well, home. well well the walk-in whenever like like whenever you're like walking up the stairs whenever uh i think this is the wrestlemania bruce mania episode and and mm-hmm. you like you, you walk in and you're like you hear the conversation and then you're oh yeah star trek something you're like what's going on here you know like like <laughs> That that, 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 that that turned out really well for for the uh you know the, the level of recording we put into it so yeah we had some dixie chili together with vince <laughs> oh shit but no great times and mr micah the co-host the man who has hated both brian danielson draws just absolutely detested the match that is not true. kenny omega and hangman <laughs> called him <laughs> Two star duds, I think is what he said. It so. really upset me too. Like, like let's talk about <laughs> So with that, Mr. Tox, T Mike, I would love to know what some of your favorite matches of 2021 were. Ah, uh, well, I won't spoil all of them. Well, yeah, I know you got a show to do and whatnot, but I've got my own show. Throw out a few favorites for us here, because I right, you hated those matches. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Hey, some of the worst matches I've ever seen com- composed of those two. Um, I really, I really liked um, the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers at yes. All Out. That that I, that sure. cage match. I feel like yes. you don't even like. It was a little silly at points. There was the super kick off. <laughs> it was um, great. I mean, you, you got to take in a little silliness, but yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Um. Ray Phoenix and Kenny Omega from like way back. January is like January 5th or 6th. You're just speaking to Bo's heart right now because I think literally on our Christmas tracker, those were your top two matches, right? Yeah, you know, like like, like, as a neophyte, you know, um, in this, you know, uh, well, I I really appreciate, Micah, that that your opinion uh, convenes with mine that way. I do too, actually. It makes how I feel legitimate. So thank you. Um, and Bo just sticking with the legitimate commentary here, too. This is just awesome stuff. What else you got, T-Mike? Anything from uh, non-AEW? Anything oh, that caught your fancy, perhaps? Um, Jay White and Ibushi from oh, Wrestle Kingdom Night 2? Baby! Wrestle Kingdom 15, right? No, but, but I said Night 2. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, so I thought you said 19. But yes, it also, along with lucha bros and young bucks in my t- i have like four matches that are mm-hmm. top tier for me and those are two of the four um i also in person i saw a six-man ladder match at an xwa show 
Uh, and that was cool because that had Ace Romero, Flip Gordon, oh, uh, Ace Austin. What's XWA? XWA is like an indie promotion in the northeast of the United States. Is it in Boston or the Boston it, area? It, it, no, they, they do a lot of Rhode Island stuff, actually. Okay. Uh, That's tight. Yeah. Um, good shit. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, two of our matches line up. I probably got Kenny and Phoenix shit somewhere in like the 20s but i'm also a psycho and have been keeping track of all this stuff very diligently yeah. but it and would i be... have like i have access to that list and i do you check do. on that list and it is it is quite extensive like yeah. the way like <laughs> i i randomly just clicked on one of the tabs by accident and it was the g1 table and you and azar just like went fucking insane <laughs> We literally rated every single G1 match. Yeah, typically we're like four stars and above. We catalog. But yeah, we went crazy on that. And then next week, actually, Azar is going to join me. um, And we're going to talk about all that stuff. And Bo, Ken, you're welcome to be involved. Like, I'd love to bring on some people just to like talk about specific matches and whatnot. So maybe we could get everyone involved on that as well. Um, I'll do my best. Yeah, and obviously a lot of it will be over your head, of course. But uh, um, and Azar, who's been mentioned a million times on this show, I went to Atlanta to visit him and go to Dynamite. Micah, you've met him a few times. Justin, um, I know you and he would certainly get along very well. Um, prior to all this podcasting stuff, he was like the only friend in my life that was kind of on my level with all yeah, this I, shit. Yeah, and I've known Azar since 2008. You know, yeah, you've man, known him yeah. six years, eight years longer than yeah, me. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, we went to L together. So. Yeah, and I went to Louisville and didn't know either of those guys. I know, all. wild shit. Yeah, but Justin. Yes. Some of your favorite matches of the year, brother. Oh, boy. There was actually a lot this year. Like, I was amazed. Oh, it's a hell of a year. Brian and Omega, probably yeah. one of my favorites. I, I <laughs> literally called it perfect. Micah hates it. Hangman and Brian. Yep. Ooh. The two draws. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, disagree- disagreements are healthy, you know. Yes, <laughs> they are. Yeah, they, 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 they are. They, they lead to productive. Discussion. I mean, those what Brian Danielson did from when he walked in the door at AEW to now is just like some of the most impressive shit. Where like I'd kind of written Shingo Takagi as my wrestler of the year like six months ago, and now I'm like having to think about it because Brian was awesome in WWE before he came over too. Um. Yeah. But yeah, not the hijack you. What else you got? Um, let's see what else. How the about this? Match. Yeah, favorite dub- favorite WWE match. Okay, um, I'm curious because I know you you're a, you still follow that pretty strictly, mm-hmm. I believe. So uh, let's see, Dragonov and Walter. Oh, that'll be in my top seven for sure. Freaking insane. Rollins and Edge, Hell in a Cell. I was going to say you could. Pick your poison. All three of them were awesome. I can that for main roster WWE from what I paid attention to, that was by far the best stuff they had mm-hmm. going. I think I even throw in uh just recently the the war games match. Very, very Warcraft. solid. That was yes. the first 2.0 anything I had seen, and I was impressed. And I mean the nice callbacks for DIY and everything was fun. And I'll even throw one in there that's not even in WWE. I'll throw a Ring of Honor one in there. I'll mm-hmm. throw the the, the Briscoes and OGK in there. Great, great stuff. Yeah, I watched I Final Battle 
what three nights ago and always a joy to see our good friend high five tom front oh, yeah, row he's, right. he's like it's just so great like he's like oh there's tom and Don't always forget about graham <laughs> you mean tom, graham tom tom not wearing a Let, let's go brandon shirt he's like i don't know if y'all noticed that but uh during winter's coming there's a guy with let's go brandon like front and center Gosh. the whole time <laughs> embarrassing um yeah so i will say and i don't know i'm not gonna rank my top four yet but the other two that are in that are shingo takagi and will osprey from wrestling don taku which we had reviewed in our milwaukee episode where we actually watched it with chad and diesel and i was severely hung over and like that brought me back to life and then this match just happened like a few weeks ago from Pro Wrestling Noah, Katsuhiku Nakajima, and Keno in another 60-minute draw. Might be my favorite match of the year. I've never seen anything so brutal for so long. And again, with 60 minutes like we just saw, like there's going to be chunks of the match where it's sometimes a little slower. This one was not. I mean, they went balls to the wall for an hour. It was for both title belts. Um, just tremendous stuff, but, um, yeah, I thought 2021 was an incredible year of wrestling. I mean, from a match quality standpoint and from a moment standpoint, which we're going to get more into with Tom, but again, I've mentioned it and, you know, we're big AEW fans here, all of us, um, just to see Brian Danielson, CM Punk and Adam Cole, let alone Malachi Black, Andrade El Idolo, all in this company, it's just fucking crazy and something I never saw coming. Yes. <laughs> oh, that that uh, all out night was a lot of fun. You know, all out and full gear were both yeah. awesome. Um, yes. Yeah, I, I, Bo, I have a question for you, if sure. you don't mind. Uh, I know that I, you. I, I, I would. I, I would never mind. Uh, did you have like a favorite WWE match? Because I know that you guys like in the Ooh. first quarter of the year, you get you guys like dipped into WWE a we little did, bit. Like, did you have a favorite moment? Because I know that you guys were pretty down on it. Uh okay. Uh, let's think about this. Uh, it's probably an NXT thing, you know, because like I don't think we gave SmackDown entirely its due because we would just watch like the you know we watch the clips on it, YouTube just it, given it, when we record the show and, and, and it seemed to be from like a you know a booking you know standpoint and just a writing standpoint it's like yeah that's the A show you know because like sure. Raw, Raw is just this big sprawl of you know just bullshit and country music and <laughs> you know and uh, three hours is just too long for that. Yet, like, you know, oh, for sure. And, and like, well, to go back, I know Justin mentioned Walter, uh, Walter versus Tommaso Ciampa was that probably was awesome. That and Kyle, like, like the Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole match was like, like it's hard for that this, not to be a spectacle, but the Walter yes. one, I think, was the best one, which is both were stand and deliver. Um, yes, I have that that Cole versus O'Reilly match. I actually loved it. The first one, the epic, like 45 minute, the oh, yeah. lights out or what. That was my favorite of their rivalry. I even went five stars on it, but I'm a sucker for like epic matches like that. And they went through the ramp like they were doing shit I've never seen before. The use of the chain was well done. Well, and I think hindsight, too, like this is the last that was the last of the Triple H, you know, uh, NXT. You know, that that was some of the last guests of that, Uh, you know, and I think like, you know, with that context, you just kind of appreciate a little more, you know, as well. I wouldn't, and I wouldn't say we were fully down on WWE and Bishop and I've kind of gotten into it over this. Like, yeah, 
we ripped on it a lot and we had fun doing so. Oh, and uh, yeah, a lot of Raw is unwatchable, but like there's still plenty of great shit. Seamus, sure. like like everything I saw of Seamus and Matt Riddle. Riddle. You know, Sheamus yeah, Seamus and, and Matt Riddle. Riddle. Both. Yeah, like, yeah. Any, any, anytime I saw Seamus in a fight and a few, like it was cool. For that yeah, like down, six down weeks, for, for that like six weeks, Seamus and Riddle both stood out big time on Raw. But yeah, like um, Bo- Booby Lashley and like all that and Drew, like I was just like, okay, whatever. Drew deserves, deserves better. so yeah, much better. Does, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 like that was their A story. It was very obvious it was their A story. And it, and it was just like, what? Well, you what know? was it? WrestleMania but, night one. We liked a lot better than night two, right? Oh, no, night, night two. Well, well, night two opened up with school. Just straight yeah, the fuck up. Yeah. You know? Fucking the Orton and the Fiend, which was just dreadful. Absolutely yeah. dreadful. Well, and, and, and it set a quite a negative tone that like the final match like made up for it a little bit. That was a good match. Yeah. Well, especially like f- I, I, I that was oh, uh, at the edge, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. Yeah, that and, match and, was and, awesome. And I'll tell you, like, I was not familiar with Danielson at all. Yeah. You know, until then. Like I was like, who's this like, you know, guy with the man bun and like the shaved, you know, sides. Uh oh so, no like, big it, deal. He's just one of the best wrestlers ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, it was interesting because they like threw him in there because like we had the build up like edge. Oh, yeah, the fifth year, and then here's Roman, you know. <laughs> so from my standpoint, I was like, who's this other guy? You yeah. Know? But now, like, as like I've like watched him, you know, fight like through WWE now AEW, I'm like, holy shit, this guy's yeah. he's, he's something else. Yeah, yeah, and I always, I always tell Derek I'm an AEW Roman fan. Like, I really did like Roman in that entire, during that entire like build-up to WrestleMania 37. Oh man, that's a fresh one too. So, Justin, for context, that is a real Greg Goldman tweet that Mike I just found a few days ago that said I am an AEW Roman fan, which clearly oh. he meant I am an AEW fan and a Roman fan. Yeah. But uh, the typos uh, well, are his well, bread and butter. One of the best things about that is, like, that account's been around since April 2021, which is, like, <laughs> well, and you so know, very long for him. And we know? talked earlier with Derek a couple days ago about how we had found two different burner accounts. Let's make it. That's three now. Yeah, <laughs> and we well, always got Micah. Micah's always on Goldman Watch. Well, three, and then counting, <laughs> the, counting the OG Greg Goldman 16. Like, oh lord, I found that like looking through comments though, like because I just saw the picture because it's the same profile picture, yeah. yeah. And so, like, I was just looking through a comment, I I was just looking through because it was like it was about Pillman having the like cancel cancel culture sweatshirt, yeah, 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 like Matt's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and it was it was through like a comment thread in that because I was just like, what is this about? And and I saw the picture, and I was just like, this is. I was just like, this is a new one. <laughs> His beliefs on COVID have like totally flipped too. He's like, vaccines don't work, masks don't work. Like, like his like his like viewpoint is like completely flipped. As there's a real character does. arc in in uh, shoot Goldman. There's like a real oh. character arc. They because he also used to love Roman. Oh, yes, yeah. and, exactly. And, and then he hated them, and now he likes them again. Same with There's Drew. A... He loved Drew, and then he hated Drew. Well, it's he, just outstanding. Well, he kept saying stuff. like, 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 like that shirt that says "Needle Mover" or "Move the Needle." Yeah. He's like, oh, it's yeah. Needle Dick. <laughs> Is that what he said? Yeah, yeah that, 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 that's where he went. You know. <laughs> yeah, we we had a call to to Greg Goldman in our part with Derek. We're like, just listen and come on. <laughs> I mean, I can't believe the guy's a real person. Yeah, it just it like every 
I can't believe he's real because like he seems like an Andy Kaufman creation of just yeah. like there's no way that this person is real and there's no way that he just has all these email sure. accounts to different Twitter accounts and well and yeah and the got- other burners didn't have a picture either. I know, and, like, 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 what is the point? You know, also, like, I, did you notice the bio had been very? I think it just said uh, Mets, very, Mets fan, Devils fan, wrestling fan. I yeah, think yeah, just truncated Mets, yeah. Devils, Giants, wrestling. You know, Not, he doesn't even uh, like comedies and horror movies anymore. I or guess. hockey, or hockey in general. <laughs> also, I, I, Michael, I think he's, he, he hates Blackwood. Whoever Blackwood is, like, he's lo- like, but he loves JD. Oh, JD. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Jesus! Do you know who JD from New York is? You know who JD? Yeah, yeah. So, what do you think about him, Justin? Yeah, yeah. Like, what's the old JD from New York? Because, like, the Greg loves him. Goldman is like his disciple, real Goldman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I used to like listening to him. I used to love listening to his rants and all that stuff. But like, it's just he says some stuff that's just too fucking ridiculous. I didn't even know who he was, but like we'd see, and again, we. I'd say the three of us monitor Goldman's tweets are used to more commonly. Micah clearly is doing it still all the time. Yeah. I'm, not, but, I'm not doing it all the time. I don't want to. <laughs> no, 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 we'll get, I, we'll get DMs totally get from it. you. It, like, it's, do you see it's, this it, one? No, it's a, it's a hobby. Like, like I, I would great. monitor it all the time, too. We I, literally were, yeah. we, we were glued to it for several months i mean obviously we built the whole character that's like the biggest part of our show off this well, guy. well, well it was winter is coming one like i remember i like I, I was like sitting on my bed and i was like texting him like yeah this like greg goldman guy like is just liking <laughs> everything we say well know. and then we we named the greg goldman medal after him yeah, and we, we, we would were be tw- too and we would be tweeting about it and he'd be like what the fuck is this and we're like dude we're honoring you we named an I award love- after you i, I love the okerland that was oh so yeah. yeah yeah that like, was uh that was a ton of fun and a ton of work and why we basically took a month off um, pretty much yeah because <laughs> then the last day we were working on that we did the hound mouth interview oh lord yeah and we had no time at all with them after learning about that oh, was oh, no. well we, we went to the liquor store and then it, yeah. and then shane called you and he's like yo i'm going to the louisville clemson game. and we'd just been like, like, we like just Fuck. working and i drove <laughs> down from cincy that day get there we mm-hmm. edit for five straight hours go do the interview that was what it was it Throw was down. awesome but, uh, and yeah we partied a little bit but uh anywho i don't even know what we were to goldman <laughs> yeah well, well and then like you went you had to work the Bengals game and then like man like i put off starting like editing until like two oh, or three yeah, you're right it, i did have it, to it, work it, that it, game it, too it was, it was Bengals versus browns so i was like i'll watch it and the browns started kicking and we ass, got and throttled like, oh. yeah, completely but throttled. yeah those yeah. The, i mean the oakland awards was obviously something we were building toward for a long time and for me personally because Bo, like as I've said, he writes ninety five percent of this, but I wrote all of my cocaine scenes with all the different people, sure. and that was so much fun. One to write, and two just to to get the quotes from people and the Repo Man thing. Like, yeah. it I all, also got. I appreciate that uh, that uh, most toxic nomination. Next year we're gonna win it though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was an an upset. <laughs> What uh, it? Yeah. What's, it, uh, what's it called now? It's my wrestling podcast. Oh, yeah. No. Christie's. Oh, <laughs> I thought he was here. I thought that was him. 
Oh, did you think that was D's? Oh, 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 no, Justin, you were involved in that. Like, you know, whenever, uh, you, like, whenever you were like, oh, yeah, here are the re- great wrestling accounts to follow. Yes. Like, what about me? That's so that he is did why, that one time. So that like, is oh, why we did Chris, this, actually. Yeah, was that, that, was, that was why we like, gave him most toxic. <laughs> was actually that specific. And we were, this, we were obviously going to give it to specifically Devoid, but then we're like, let's swerve it a little bit. And yeah, it's a good swerve. I, I was, I, we were a shoe in too. We campaigned you very were. hard. <laughs> well, no, you, you all did really good work this year. And I think, like, yeah, you know, I think you should be proud of what you did. <laughs> actually. <laughs> Uh, we did bring up when we were, we were with Matt and Graham yesterday that we need to, I know we tried to schedule it, but the rematch for the Oh yeah, show. that was, alright, that, yeah everything like doing that was like rough like it's been like months Yeah Do you know, How about Matt that, yesterday, he went fucking wild really right? like, Yeah, oh dude, the NXT champions portion of that was still some of the most fun I've had I still can't believe we all got them. And I was stuck with like the tough ones. Like I had to pull Big E and like one other one, but that was a, a sight. Oh, fuck, but, or, fuck you, Vince, and fuck you, Bruce was part of it. Elimination Chamber 2021. <laughs> I'm going to try to convince. I'm yeah. trying to convince. Like I want to like go out there and like see if the guys from above the ring will oh. go on the show, would want to go on the show and have them face you guys. And that really? would be awesome. Yeah. That would be, awesome. Those, are yeah. The Beth- those are like artists formerly known as Bedlam, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, those, the, the, those guys are one, like, you know, great yes. supporters. Scott of, and of, Sam, of I think they'd be perfect fit for that show. And I think they, it would be hysterical to watch you guys face we, them and it would be great. We try to get, we try to get uh, like scheduling that is like really fun because like I, Oh, I scout people basically. Like I like listen to like a podcast before I ask them to come on. And Brett and Bo were like the first ones where I just said like I just took Graham's word for it, and I was just like I shot them a, a I shot them just a DM, and I was just like, hey, if you want to come on our show, you're more than welcome to. And then were, graciously they said yeah. Oh, we were and, like, oh, fancy that, you know? <laughs> like, uh, that's great, you know? <laughs> well, yeah. we did good cop. View from the top rope and you guys like all in a row and and, B, and BLK Lion. Uh, uh, oh, I forgot we're podcasting others, which, 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 which I did. I did yeah, that from this seat, and like I really like that one, you know, that yeah. was very like like fourth wall breaking. But like, is he but, still around? I, I, I have not heard from him for a while. Like, he's a big Graham, he loved Graham, yeah, know? he did. He's a big. He's what? part of the Uber Long Follow Friday. Like he just okay. kind of responded yeah. back to me. Like, does he still like put content out and whatnot? Yeah. Okay. Man, we yeah. need to. Yeah, that I'd honestly forgotten about that. Yep. That was a lot of fun. It was a little more about like our lives and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Well, too, and, and like and how we make this like outside of character. You know, outside of like you go on Good Cop Bad Cop. It's like oh yeah, like yeah, got a devil's advocate. When again, cop, that you know. was before we'd really. Yeah broken into book of turner because it was would have been like that week that we really started doing that oh yeah no that, that's that's when we like put you put you down in the basement and i wrote that fucking like <laughs> that, literally it, it, we're it, just i'm screaming in my basement these the book of turner yeah and uh, my roommate is up here playing video games like what the fuck are you guys doing because i'm literally uh, screaming 
at uh, the top of my lungs. No, that, that that's some of my favorite stuff I've written outside of grad school. Like the the, the block, the box plus the cable was signal, and there was television. You know, like I, I, I you know, that, that that was fun stuff. Uh, it would be oh, Booker yeah. Turner New Testament someday. Like who would be Jesus? You know, like we'd have to like, you know. Well, we should probably start wrapping up here as we've gone pretty long. But Justin, I did want to ask you. Any movement on you uh, potentially starting your own podcast? Because I know Mr. Bishop has uh, been trying to start a movement of uh, you starting your own show. Yes, he is yes. hellbent yes. right now. And <laughs> I will tell you this. I told him that I'm aiming for the start of next year. Okay. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. That's right. So 2022, we might see we're leaning towards the seeing the podcast come to fruition here hell yeah love you know, to hear it for you yeah thousand percent. yeah can't wait to listen support let us know if you need anything have any questions and also high five tom yes. you know who we're you know, talking we'll, to we'll next he's starting his he's starting yeah, his he own is. show marking out yes. with high five tom i'm sure we'll get the plugs from him i think he said this week he's just doing like a, a short intro but can't wait i mean again you i'd say tom and you have definitely been you know, two of our biggest supporters from day one or day seven or whatever the hell, and uh, cannot wait to hear what you guys start churning out and hopefully uh, collaborate on your guys' shows sometimes as well. Oh, you know you guys would be on the list immediately. Woo! Micah, anything you want to pull? I mean, you got 50 shows to plug here, so let's uh, let's get it going. And, and, and all of them as great as the last one. <laughs> um, they, are, they are great. <laughs> There's so many of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say check out the theory of humor. Uh, yeah. I don't say that enough. That's like, I'm like legit proud of that. Not that I'm not proud of specifically to You should be. But the theory, of, <laughs> the theory of humor is just like, like what a, what a weird thing that that is and like what it's turned into. And like, we're starting season three off the first of the year. And we've been kind of okay. silent since we have, since we uploaded episode 50 uh and we're start and and i'll spoil it here if anybody wants to know we're doing grown-ups too for, the, for episode 51 and that and that's going to be wild uh just because of how bad grown-ups was like we're we're just like uh how bad can grown-ups too be pretty bad i'm sure yeah I'm it's sure, gonna be i'm sure it's bad. anus yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah and we got yeah, we and we're just running to episode 100. Like, if we got to episode 100 and like we stop, we'll be fine because like episode 100 is like what, what everybody who has watched our program thinks it's going to be. Actually, it's plugged oh, in my computer. Yeah, I think I got an idea. Well, uh, watch our episode with Billy on the street. Yeah, I'll send you guys the link if you want to plug that. No, like, 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 Mike, I, I, I do want to say you like you should be like really proud of yourself because, um, like all the stuff that you've created, like, you know, we create this podcast was something that was birthed from the pandemic and for you to like create all these like different things uh, and like involve all these different people. You know, one of the most privileged, one of the most rewarding parts of a BBB this year was like when we do the story and then people want to be a part of it. You know, it, it was something, you know, like that seemed to exist outside of me. And, uh, you know, I feel like what you do uh, is is similar to that. And I feel like you should feel good about that. I think that was very genuine, and I think you should wow. t- take that pat on the back, wow. Mister uh, Pellegrini. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Beaumont. Uh, I know You're that welcome. we have our fun, but I, but I do think that we have <laughs> developed uh, quite a friendship over the past eleven months, and, and, yeah. I, and I hope that friendship continues into the new year. 
no, it, with, it, it, with it, no it extra baggage and, and everything, everything oh, no, oh, 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 free no, and no, clear. No, it most certainly will. I'll have to tell you about my friend James Nash from grad school. Like he gets the exact same jokes that you get. Like, like we have the exact same relationship. So it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, and we haven't been shy about saying it like you know, like Bo said, like some of the best shit of doing this podcast is the connections we've made with you oh, guys, yeah. with everyone that's been on this shit, this specific episode and many, many more people, you know? Um, so, you know, we want to be doing more stuff like this in 2022, just collaborations with our friends and not, you know, we're definitely still going to be doing character shit for sure. And we've got some ideas on, uh, what the next story may be probably getting into the spring a little bit, but, uh, let's review some shows together. Uh, we're going to be doing a a review for survivor series 98 with a twist, I think is probably our first, uh, episode out of the new year. Um, but yes, thank you both so much for your support for Micah having us on your shows and playing up the, and for frankly, taking the toxic stuff uh, like a champ. And uh, I just love how much of an ethos it's gotten that other people have started calling me toxic. Oh yeah. Who have no connection to you guys. It's It's outsmarting. And I was wearing, I was wearing the shirt in Atlanta and I know Bo was wearing it out in California. and, And the best part of that joke is like, you know, it's like, we're like, oh yeah, Mike is talking, da, da, da. and it's like, like the re- reality of you c- can't be further from that, you know. So. I mean, so it's not a bad I, thing. I know, I know. Also, but, 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 that's, that's, that, that's part. That's that, that's part of the, the the dissonance there, where you're just like, this guy's not toxic, but it's just like we like, you know. Yeah. But yet, but yet you're a big drunk who's in prison right now. <laughs> Well, this has definitely been our longest segment of these. Um, I'm guessing we probably won't edit it. We'll just put out a bomb of an episode. Yeah, yeah, uh, other, other than when I went from upstairs to downstairs. You know, oh, yeah. I'll, and I guess I'll... we do have to edit out uh, Graham's last name. And <laughs> okay. But anyway, thank you all so much. This has been lovely. Happy holidays to both of you gentlemen. Um, hope you have a great time with friends sure. and family, and we will certainly all be talking and catching up very soon. We love Season. you both. Season, Thank you. y'all. party continues um justin has stuck around from the last uh conversation because he had never met and had certainly heard and knew how wonderful of a human being and guy and wrestling fan our next guest is and he's coming to you today not as ring of honor leader joe cough and we'll get into (laughs) some of that but himself the midwestern prince of positivity I'm not even going to try and say the rest of the things that Chad would say about you, but he wears Hawaiian shirts and visors to shows. You'll see him in the front row of a lot of them. And that is high five, Tom. Welcome to the Brain Buster Boys as you. What an honor. Gentlemen, how the fuck are you? I've been oh, waiting for that all week. I really enjoyed that pause there. Yeah. I, hope that's you know, the, I hope that's the intro to the podcast every episode. Uh, <laughs> so. Gentlemen. It might be, it might be so. 
Yeah, for you. It, it was it was great. It was understated, you know, but 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 it was there and at presence, you know. Well, yeah. and I loved when we did the the Oakerlands. It was just me, and I think you just had to do a Brett. How the fuck are you? <laughs> How did how did that all start? By the way, I can't remember. Yeah, oh yeah, but, uh, before, yeah, but your trademark calling card, gentlemen. How the fuck are you? I just think our our first quote unquote interview that's just was came off the cuff. So it's like like most best things, it was organic. So oh, so really? so, 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 so so it's just a us thing. It, it, it's not just a general Tom thing. No, I mean, oh, okay. I mean, no. I thought it was a general Tom thing for sure. Yeah. No, I mean it's. I mean, I'm sure there's variations, but yeah, no, that was. Yeah. Uh, no, that was definitely a, a you guys thing. So, well, I feel even more honored. I guess was the first thing we did with you, like in an official capacity. Was that for the free agency episode, the joke yep. off? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Man, so. what a what a wild journey that one was. I know, and I mean, we felt so bad leaving you hanging too, because you had our, you still have our backs the whole way. A thousand you know. percent. Well, you know, there's there's room. There's always, you know, another season. So, and, you know, just working with Graham yesterday, I think, I mean, at this time last year, I didn't know any of the three of you guys at yeah. all. Yeah, I know. And now we've stayed at your home. And yeah. what gracious and unbelievable hosts you and your wife, Faye, were. Yes. And it, we were. It's the one that she's, I don't know, she pulls that shit off. So, I don't know. <laughs> we were talking with Chad and Diesel yesterday, or I guess two days ago, about trying to make like a, a annual summer Milwaukee trip. So uh, a, a, a summer pilgrimage, if you will. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, hey, yeah. I, we oh go ahead. I was gonna say, yeah, my dad actually is moving back to Wisconsin too. So I don't know how often I'll be down there, but ah, it's okay. a possibility if a wrestling show pops up, but I'm sure it'll happen. So yeah, yeah, it's not too far away. I mean, it was such an easy drive, and then I oh, did yeah. the Atlanta drive solo, which was a tiny bit longer but not and that's just straight down or up 75 so it's such an easy drive so we'll, we'll be back time was probably in fucking traffic in atlanta <laughs> yeah <laughs> well hey so we this is i guess our final recording of this yes, episode yeah. we still have to record our intro which we'll do last and probably on monday at this point yep. um but we've been having a blast with all sorts of folks who have been such a big part of our podcast our journey this past year Wanted to get everyone on as themselves and just celebrate and be friends and have fun. And we wanted to rank, you know, kind of Tom, I told you oh. initially the idea was we'd have like different rankings per segment. Well, hey, that hasn't exactly happened, but <laughs> I want to keep true to yours because I think this is going to elicit some great conversation. And I think we can all have opinions here um, and we're keeping Justin on, which is awesome. Um First off, love the Lucha Underground shirt. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I got my Shining Wizards package, so shout out to them. But yeah, I love this. Oh, package. hell yeah. Hell yeah. But our topic, and we're going to start with you, Tom, and you don't necessarily need to rank them top five or whatever, but we were going to do favorite moments in wrestling for the year. But you had an idea, since you've gone to a lot of shows, and I've gone to three now, and, you know, Bo, you've been to two. And Justin, I don't know if you've been to any, but we can. And, and I, I did my indie. I did that indie show. Yeah. You know, but counts. <laughs> top moments in wrestling, Tom, that you witnessed in person this year. Well, I do have to a, talk about. I do have a list. And I think you're going to be surprised that there is a rather big omission. But we'll get to the, the runners up afterwards. But um, yeah. speaking of okay. Atlanta and speaking of our buddy Alex. 
Mm-hmm. Um, my first or actually number five was the return of the Marman to ICW Milwaukee, which Alex was at. Okay. Uh, to give a little background here, so Marman is a Milwaukee staple. Uh, he comes out to the Top Gun theme song. He's just a fucking dirty, you know, perverted guy. Uh, but he's a Milwaukee. I mean, he's a, he's a fucking staple. And he is did we bad. see him? Did we see him at the show we were at or no? Oh, that's right. So actually, he is the promoter. Yes. So he was the, the promoter, promoter, right? My buddy Joe. Yeah. So yeah. Had, okay. Uh, with the flight jacket. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Duh. But he was himself and not Marman, I guess. Yeah. Then, so right? yeah, he was. Called, yeah, he came out as Mario. I think he had the Zubas on and everything. But yeah. 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 Um, but he had not been to a show since COVID cause he's got a young baby at home. So he hadn't been to ICW Milwaukee in months. And then, uh, there's this big, this big faction called the Rose dynasty. They're a reason havoc. And you know, the Rose dynasty is kicking everyone's ass. And all of a sudden, you know, they're, they're like, yeah, cheer. And all of a sudden his music hit and you can ask Alex, I literally jumped the fuck out of my chair. I remember you know? he told me when it happened. So yeah, I love it. You know, that was just, it was one of those reminder moments of just why, why we love wrestling and especially live wrestling. I mean, you guys have yes. been to shows with me, so, yes. um, you know, three, just, three now we went to yeah. three together. That's crazy. Jam packed in like the span of three weeks, really. Yeah. No shit. So, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause we did the dynamite like and the indie show. What was it? Fourth wall wrestling yep, up in yes. Milwaukee. And then you flew down to Cincinnati three weeks later for dynamite. Yeah. So, so yeah. it was just, um, you know, it's, it's, there's not, it's a very niche uh, moment, but hey, yeah, that was definitely number five for me. They're so. your moments. So niche or not. Uh, next one is the Jim Lyman tournament for AAW that Chad and I went to. Yep. Obviously, the wrestling was awesome. I'd never been to Berwyn's Eagles, Eagles Club. Uh, but the moment that um, I talked to you guys about this, I don't know if you guys remember or not. So at the end of night one, our friend Perch was the referee in the main event of Josh Alexander versus Mance Warner, yep. two of my personal favorites. Um, and I like to talk with my hands, even though this is an audio podcast, but whatever. I do the same, brother. <laughs> um, All the time. And if we recall, not to cut you off, but it was a match between those two that was your match selection for Travis from the Wrestle Specials yes. Mental Health Playlist, right? Yes. Also oh. with Chad. Yes. Um, and then, spoiler alert, um, Josh Alexander goes on to turn a match winner, but he's faking an injury. And um, I haven't gotten this confirmed if it was him or Perch, but Perch was able to get Chad and I off from behind the barricade, barricade to help Mance out of, the, out of the ring. So, I mean, we're just out there for, you know, 15, 20 seconds, but it was just cool to be part of the show. Yeah, and um, I remember the seeing, the pic- seeing the picture of the two of you as well, kind of carry him out. Yep. was very, very cool. You know, and be able to share that with Chad was awesome. Um, you know, oh, AAW yeah. is my local. I mean, they're – they're a bigger indie, um, but definitely my in the area. They're my favorite that way. I mean, ICW Milwaukee will always be my favorite. But, uh, but yeah, just be able to share that moment with one of my favorite wrestlers. Got a picture of yeah. it. Um, camera guy Nick, he was actually at that fourth wall show. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, so he got me I've followed him since. Heck yeah. of a photographer. Great, great dude. Shout out to Nick. Um, but yeah, he got me. So he, I bought a print from. So I got that. So I just got to get an autograph. So I'm gonna put it up in the house. So. Of that picture of you and of Chad picture, carrying yeah. him, that's awesome. Oh, that's yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, because uh, I'm a I'm a fucking mark. So, um. <laughs> aren't we all? Well, Bo's kind of becoming one, but yeah, he's... No, 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 no. I'm a pencil scratch. You know, like, I'm, I'm like we're gonna be him like a full marker mark. <laughs> Bring it up, there. though. It know. took me to sound like oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, you'll yeah, be a full yeah, sharpie yeah, sooner than later. Oh, well, that oh, reminds yeah. us of the new nickname we just made for Micah was permanent marker Pellegrini because he's so because <laughs> to- he's so toxic. That's funny. <laughs> oh, you know, like I think he's a pretty good guy. Um, he's something. So he's something. Nope. Well, number his um, takes are smart. Yeah. Yeah. he's very creative. Yeah, yeah very sure. I mean, I... yeah, he's just a good kid. Yeah, no, Micah's, Micah's like, so I always enjoy you guys' interaction. So, yeah, Bo was I've actually never... pretty nice. Bo was actually pretty nice to him here. Oh, uh, s- so... sickeningly nice. You'll have him. to check it out. But uh, sickeningly, number yeah. three, Tom, what do you got? Number three, uh, we're gonna stick with AAW, and uh, I took my buddy Joe. Joe's the other promoter for Fourth Falls, his first AAW show. Uh, but it was Matt Fitchett winning the AAW title. Okay. Um, which just happened. That was the Windy City yep. Classic, right? Yeah, the day after Thanksgiving. So front row again. I love AAW back in my favorite venue for them, uh, Berwyn Street. But make a long story short, uh, Matt Fitch's first show for AAW was almost a little, I think it was 11 years to like almost to the day. And he was the Linum tournament winner, correct? And he was the Linum tournament winner. So yeah, so he battled Fred Yehai. And man, these two beat the piss out of each other. Um, but I mean, this is a storyline, slow build. Um, he was, he's a legendary tag team, best in the world with his, uh, tag team, um, partner, Davey Vega. Um, they've been in AEW for years. He's been heard that name. on his own and just to watch the story build since COVID, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely a EW type storylines and just see him win it in a fuck of a match. Um, you know, and it was just a, <laughs> Get a fuck I mean, of a match. Yeah. I love that term. That's Sorry. great. Great job. And then, uh, yeah, the second perch hit that third three count. Man, I lost my shit. So, oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. one of those special moments I'll, I'll always remember. So, awesome. Oh, yeah. Top two. Top two. Well, this is pretty obvious. Um, my next one is basically just a Ring of Honor final battle in general. Yeah. Um, the whole experience. I don't think I even really got to tell you guys. So originally. I just had a ticket, um, the Briscoe brothers that we had mentioned with their promo, literally as cliche as it sounds, literally walked me into the building. I'm mean, really I so inspired by their promo. You know, they're like, this is the end of a chapter. You know, this might be the let, la da, 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 da. I'm like, fuck it. So I booked my flight. I booked my <laughs> rental car, booked my hotel tickets, Baltimore, <laughs> right? Baltimore. Yep. Out in Baltimore. Yeah. I had been out there before. Yeah. Um, and some friends of mine were going, um, from the aforementioned shining wizards. Uh, shout out to those guys once again. Uh, but, you know, I was flying solo, but I was meeting another friend of mine, Tristan. And so, Tristan, I literally just met, speaking of AAW, at one of the AAW tapings in June. So, we had just met. Um, it's been a snowball, people. So, you've met Andy um, at, the, at the wrestling show. Yeah. So, yeah. So, all the – but um, Tristan yep. was going. Tristan travels more than I do. And then we just met Jimmy Sufu. We're just hanging out. And he's like, and my buddy's like, well, I've got an extra, he's got his buddy's got a front extra, uh, extra front row seat. I'm like, how much? He's like, oh, let me ask. He's like, $50. I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I will so take that. Somehow I lucked my way into a fucking front row seat. Yeah. Um, I was just glad to be in the building. Um, and you were front, you were right on camera for the first fucking match. The, yeah, of of so. the actual show, the Dragon Lee Ray Oris. Yeah, I mean Ray Hor almost landed in my lap. My wife yeah, would be jealous. That, yeah, that <laughs> was when we when I first saw you. Yeah, he, yeah, he did. Faith, yeah, Faith loves when Luchadors land in her lap. She had Bandito <laughs> lap in her land in her lap once, and she still loves not wash those pants. So, you know, so 
um, yeah, it was a, it was a great time. Just, I mean, just the whole experience. I mean, to be yeah. there, you know, in the building, um, was, I mean, there, there's so many stories I could tell from that. It was, um, we can talk plenty off air about that. I'm sure. Yeah. But it was, um, you know, just be in the building for that. Um, the CFTR show up. Yeah. Um, sorry. I'm just kind of flexing with something else here. You're um, all good. Yeah. You're, you're, I you're think perfect. I mentioned to you, those last two matches were both just great stuff. Yeah. And like, um, you know, there's, there's a couple small quips I had with it, but I mean, it's, it's, it's picking nits. Yeah. Um, it would have been cool if Jay Lethal had showed up as a surprise. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, and, um, the big thing that was really important that was awesome was, uh, which the Shane Taylor, Kenny King match. Now the match was itself was awesome. Um, but what you didn't see, cause they posting these stupid promos. I, they're not stupid, but, uh, Kenny King, I mean, they all got in the ring. So it's Caprice Coleman, <laughs> Shane Taylor, um, all the African American wrestlers, except for Jonathan Gresham got in and they had a moment and it was fucking awesome. Cause that's really Shane Taylor's really been pushing this whole unity thing. I don't know if you guys know much about Shane Taylor, not a ton, no. Not but, familiar with him at all. Um, but I mean, I, I love that guy more of the human than I do as a wrestler. Yeah. Um, was that know, who I, one of those other pictures you sent us yeah. was with? Okay, that's yep. who I thought because I yeah, hadn't so. watched the show when you sent those, and I'd never. I was actually the first Shane Taylor match I'd ever seen, and it was uh, definitely a good one. Yeah, and that's. I mean, that, I mean that story's been building for ten years. Yeah, like um, the pro the promo package did a good job, you know, for an outsider like me who didn't. I'd known who I'd know the names, but I'd yeah. never seen them wrestle. So yeah, yeah I could I mean, feel the watch on, the yeah. emotion of that. Yeah, if you follow him on the Twitter machine, so he's just all about that, you know, that unity and everything. And so you know, which is funny coming from a you know a Caucasian middle class kid, but I mean, it's you know, I've got a lot of friends that he's inspired, and he wrestled uh, dysfunction. Um, he's the promoter over at ICW Milwaukee that you guys have heard us talk about. Okay. And uh, everyone I talked to said he put, I mean, he was so awesome to work with. Hell yeah. So yeah, just, I That's mean, just amazing. that whole experience was, you know, yeah, we could talk for hours and I'm sure we <laughs> might. So number one, number one, this I'm is excited. Gonna, this is going to be the obvious one, but I don't think you guys are going to think it's the obvious. Um, but it is a weekend at the end of August. Uh, oh. <laughs> you know, I'm not just saying that because you guys are on there, but it was, you know, we got to meet you guys in person. Um, yeah, I mean, the AEW show was a lot of fun, but just the fact that we all got to share it together was and, the big thing. And okay. for us, again, like to be seated right next to you. Yeah. yeah. You guys had had tickets for over a year. Yeah. I remember we were considering it, and I'm like, let's just take a look. And obviously, just so happened the Reds were in town as well. Yeah. Well, and I remember like the moment, like whenever we got out of the car, and they're like, and we were like, here they are, and we like yeah, walked up like, to you guys. These are our it, best friends. Yeah. And, 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 oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And and like you know, in your head, you're like, what what's it going to be like? And the instant, like we like graced your all's presence. It was just golden, and it was well, unfortunately, was- except for Chico. <laughs> remember that whole ordeal oh yeah but 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 but, but 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 yeah like you know like like i don't know i thought that was very special yeah yeah it was just i mean it was just what wrestling's all about is, is bringing people together i mean chances are the you know the i don't think i met i met chad diesel through wrestling and i met yeah. chad diesel for you guys so, i mean just that just that whole weekend and beaumont to be at your first first wrestling show and how fucking long oh you lord know, 1999 wcw uncensored yeah, I mean, and in the, your first indie show, and just I mean, just that whole weekend. Yeah. Um, oh no, yeah, no, no, yeah. I, I threw myself at it, and I think I uh, I was very rewarded for 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 what I you know, like I gained a lot from it. 
You did yeah. your best to keep up with Diesel Margarita Wise at the fourth wall show. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, it was very that was very hard. Yeah. yeah so no. Justin, give a little context. This 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 uh the show we went to. I mean, there was maybe what fifty people there. I'd say fifty seems about yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. and, like and ten of them were with us. Yeah, you know, and we so. were front row. Yeah, and it, it's it's grown since then, but it was a real small show, and it was it was their first show back in a long time. I mean, five six years. Uh, and a friend it, of mine's it, a promoter, so it was in the back of a Mexican restaurant, like yeah. literally, like they had like Mexican <laughs> yeah. food like in wow. front and then like in the back. Yeah, the venue know? was very unique for sure. Yes. For yeah, sure. it's it was it's as it's as it's as grassroots as you're gonna get. Yeah. Um. No, that yes, was such I mean, a fun time, and that's yeah, where we met that, Rohit. Yeah. So, and it turned out, I mean, he's actually a really nice guy, yeah. oh, you know, and your guys interview is one of the best thing. And I got to talk to him about that later on in yeah. Chicago. So Hell yeah, yeah. Just, uh, just got a great sense of humor. He is, you know, yeah. like, you know, fits, fits right 40. in with this. Yeah. Yeah. It's like 41 or 42. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh Jesus Christ. And I'll tell you what, Jake something, I mean, Rohit too, for yeah. sure. But like he and Jake something obviously stood out above and beyond oh, yeah. everyone. Like you could tell these guys are working on TV, but like Jake something with his size alone compared yeah. to everyone there, like that guy's a brute. Yeah. Yes. And such a nice guy too. And I've seen him, I've seen him all over the place. I mean, he wasn't even Jake something yet when I first saw him in Ohio. So was he Jake nothing? I don't remember. Um, <laughs> he, 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 go back he, he, and watch that. So I kid, I kid. I know he, he's Jake, like possible, you know, potential. Yeah. I think know. I told you, Tom. I did something watch, not, you know. I watched his match from Impact against Alexander from that like resurgence show. Oh yeah, unbelievable match. Like yeah. that was just so good. I mean, um, I still think Josh Alexander is my wrestler of the year. So okay. I can't fault you with that one bit. But Tom, I do have one question for you. Yes. Uh, do you know who the Lucha Brothers are? I don't know. I, I don't. <laughs> I can't even remember how. Well, we were, I, 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 I also have a question for you, Tom. I, I oh. forgot to ask Chad and Diesel this question uh, because it's relevant to them. Uh, when do the bars close in Wisconsin? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to stir that hornet's nest. So. That's oh, no. We will not get into it, but Ooh, Chad get into it. I was in the bathroom, but Chad and Tom were getting into a heated debate about. Oh, 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 and, and like, I, I think like objectively, like, like Chad, you know, felt very strongly about, about what he thought. Well, we don't That's need to get it because Chad and I both really enjoy conflict. So it just yeah. escalated from there. So. Well, I think it started. So it was in. In terms of matches from that Milwaukee night, the Lucha Bros versus Jurassic oh Express match on Rampage by oh. far the best match we saw. No, like, it was Brock Anderson versus Malachi Black. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was the best match. Um, so. But I think it started like someone or any of us called them Jungle Express. Or yeah, no, yeah. But like we just kept, I don't even remember why or how, but we just kept going like, do you know who the Lucha Brothers are? Or do you know Jurassic Express? I don't even remember the Genesis, but it was just fun. <laughs> Funny, yeah, so. I don't yeah. remember it either. Just, just for context, funny. anybody doesn't know, I love the Lucha Brothers. I mean, how could you not? And yeah, again, and you're I, wearing the Lucha Underground shirt, like yeah. that's where I first started seeing those guys. And, and also, circle back, like to circle back, uh, I love a Vanguard the restaurant. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know you sponsor a, you guys. I know so. you put a tweet out that they should sponsor us, like Probably that. I mean, so. place was outstanding. Yes. Um. 
to get to be. And again, that dynamite wasn't the greatest dynamite by any means. In fact, it was definitely below average. However, we got to be there for CM Punk's first dynamite, which was very, very cool. Um, You know, for me personally, like, yeah, that whole weekend was like tops of the year wrestling or not, you know, just like for my life, that was probably the best time I had in 2021 for sure. But again, I was such a big CM Punk fan. So to be in the building for that was just so cool. Um, Yeah. You got anything else here, Tom? Um, Yeah. I was wondering, did you guys think uh, something else was going to be number one? Uh, No, I kind of thought that would be it. I wasn't sure if you would moment, you know, be like CM Punk's return, or if you would have it as certain moments, but I kind of figured it would have been that weekend. Cause okay. I mean, yeah, I was going to say it was, it was a big enough year where seeing Adam page win the championship after waiting for five years was not even on the list. So that was, my yeah. Up, so yeah. for real. Yeah. I cried. Oh yeah. You were there. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, been a the, whirlwind. I think after yeah, January, I've done traveling dude, for a little bit. So. I did not even think about that before we did this today. Like, cause even that night I remember, and I had had some beers and cried my eyes. Oh, oh no. The, like, like, like <laughs> until I watched winter skipping, that was my lasting memory of AEW was him drunk and crying on this couch, <laughs> like right over here. You know? I was yeah. bawling. Was really um, but yeah, like the whole night I'm like, I can't believe Tom is there. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Uh, well, tell us about fun, that so. real quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What was I like? mean, the, the fact, yeah, the fact that that did not make the list. Um. Yeah, it was just surreal. Um. It's always tough because, let's say, when you're at a show, and I mean, in full disclosure, I mean, I was way up there. Yeah. You know, yeah. So I had some, you know, some nosebleed seats. So it's tough because sometimes you're watching the action in the ring, or you're watching it on the screen, so you don't really get the same live feeling. But yeah, just being there, just watching the celebration. They gave him his moment. You know, they didn't, you know, there was no run-ins or anything afterwards was, yep. uh, yeah. Cause I mean, it, it's funny. I had, you know, the beginning of 2017, I hated him, man. He was top five most hated wrestlers. And then just as I learned more about him as a human being, like I talked to Graham yesterday, he didn't know Hey, man graduated college when he was 20, two years. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, he's yeah, a genius. Yeah, he was, he was, he was, he was a teacher. He, yeah. What, yeah. What's up? What yeah. subject did he teach? I we don't didn't. know. I have to Graham ask. I'd have to ask. That'd be interesting to see. So the man yeah, teacher, think, like, you know? I feel like yeah. it's English, but I might just be making. Oh, it so, so he's a literary guy. Yeah, uh-huh. so I don't think it was like a phys ed teacher or anything. I mean, I think yeah, he's no, fucking smart. Not that phys ed teachers aren't smart, but <laughs> no, like I'm with you, Tom. Like Azar was way in on Hangman before me, like 2017, New yeah. Japan. Cause like I'd never really watched much ring of honor and in new Japan, he was bottom of totem of the bullet club back then, yeah. you know? So like, it was just a guy that took me a little bit to really get into 2018. He had the match against Kota Bushi in ring of honor. That was awesome. And then yeah. he had a nice run in the G one where he faced Okada and Suzuki and Jay white. And I'm like, okay, this guy's got something. And then yeah. all in, I was there and he fought Janela in the yeah. cracker barrel classic, which was amazing. And then like, kind of just been my guy ever since then and just the story i mean we all know it was just so good so drawn out so well done with he and kenny and yeah Yeah. i cried i cried my little eyes out yeah one from the guy that's a good moment sue me yeah the one that you know i was the guy that was like oh this should have been the first champion fuck this chris jericho guy whoops i was wrong worked out perfectly 
Like, yeah, and then the three guys that were champ ahead of him. And now like, he's the first, I guess you could kind of count Kenny, but not really like yeah. true homegrown guy. Yeah. Great stuff. Didn't spend um, any time in, in, you know, WWE. Yep. Um, but uh, I, just, I know this is a total swerve here, but speaking of Kota Ibushi, have you guys ever seen his match with uh, Cedric Alexander from Cruiserweight Classic? Of I course I have, brother. I have not. Whoa! Whoa! Welcome yes. to the club, bro. <laughs> no, yeah, Justin, have you know, seen it? Yes, that match is amazing. Incredible. Yeah. So with Ibushi, that was 2016. I was not into New Japan yet, so I'd never even heard of or knew who Kota Ibushi was. Oh, wow. And then I'm like – because. It really 2017 Kenny Okada one like cracked right. me open as a wrestling yeah. fan. Like I was strictly WWE, strictly because it's all I knew at the time. Um, and yeah, that changed everything. Huh? Yeah. All right. So, I, so yeah, I've I, really made up for lost time in the last four years because now I feel like for me that was now, the time I mostly started delving into New Japan like a lot. Like, yeah, I'd kind of like I'd been like on and off watching it originally, but then that was I was like around the time I started really getting into it. So I'd seen a lot of Kota Ibushi, and then when I saw him in the Cruiserweight Classic, I was like, "He's gonna kill it here, isn't he?" And then him yeah. said, tore the yeah. house down like. And Zack Sabre Jr. was in that tournament. Like, again, that's the first time I'd ever seen him, too. And, like, man, we could go on for days about him. But, um, yeah, Yeah, because I was was just getting back. I didn't have any subscriptions at that time because that was – was that late 2016, like fallish? I – late summer, early fall, sometime around that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I was just sort of watching NXT, like, October of of 16. So, yeah. and I, I knew about the classic, but I'm like, I don't recognize any of the names. And then um, I think the first time I watched is that first UK tournament. Because everyone's oh, like, yeah. you got to watch this. I was like, oh, okay. Well, also in the Cruiserweight Classic, first round, Gargano versus Champa. That's what I heard. Such an yeah. underrated, great match. Um, yeah. Obviously not quite on the level of the takeover matches they had, but you could see it there. And yeah. that's when they were still a tag team. And, mm-hmm. yeah, and I mean, that feud – one of my fit one of my favorites oh, yeah. in wrestling of the last five years and tom you've heard me not shut up about how great 2018 in wrestling was period yeah. from a match quality standpoint it's the best year in my opinion i think i enjoyed 2021 more just because of all the insane shit that has happened um yeah still not loving the clap crowds in japan but i think for wrestle kingdom they can actually use their mouths i believe because it's something where if they choose to be at half capacity then fans can make noise with their mouths and with the tokyo dome you know it's forty thousand. yeah and with covid it's like they're not going to sell that out anyway so i think they made that call so i can't wait and we talked about it before but shibata's coming back too tom i don't know if you saw that but i mean Azar especially, he's the biggest Shibata <laughs> fan in the world. I'm right there, but yeah, fucking fired up. Um, yeah, this is great. I just want to say a few personal moments sure. for me real quick from the Cincinnati show and then the Atlanta show. So one, just having our whole crew together in Cincy, mm. I think we had eight to ten of us, was just such a blast. It was dirty. um the mjf pillman stuff i think was a key highlight of that show that's mid that's when he started the mid thing which we were dying 
and just, you know, really crossing the line with everything with Pillman's mother and family and whatnot, which again, like, you know, he's in on it and it was all just very well done and kind of shocking at the time, but like also very funny. Um, what else? We saw the pack Andrade one from Rampage, which was a, a firecracker, no oh, doubt. Jesus. And we got to see Suzuki, but they cut <laughs> off his fucking music. Oh. I was so incident. I was so bummed. I mean, because you know how f- I was listening to that song on Spotify like all day, just getting fired up, and they cut it off. And I'm like, oh. no! And the match with Mox was a little disappointing, but it was still amazing just to get to see him. Yeah, in, in your flesh. hometown. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then Atlanta, probably the best of the three shows I went oh. to, the Flaming Table was awesome. I mean, how often do you get to see that? Like when that yeah. was happening, when Brandy is squirting it down, I turned to Azar. I'm like, holy fuck, is this about to happen? And then <laughs> boom, and you could feel the heat. I mean, I swear you could feel the heat wow. from that fucking table. We were lower, like pretty high up on the lower level, but yeah. So just to see that was amazing. Um, honestly loved the Ruby Soho Chris Statlander match from that show. But Tony Nice against Sammy from Rampage, that one was amazing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm just very, very fortunate. I got to go to three Dynamites this year, like, just crazy. You know, I got to go to two in 2019. I've now been to five and just very, very fortunate that I've been able to do so. Um, yeah, three in three states, so. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bo, anything stick out from any of those that we hadn't discussed for you? Oh, any... sl- no, well, I mean, I mean, from my standpoint, it was just the sheer fact of going. Yeah. You know? um, it was just the sheer fact of like, hey, like we're going to go like meet these guys. We've like talked to you on the Internet for a while, you know, and, and then somehow we hit it off. Like, like not somehow. Like, well, yeah, we know, knew we would. I mean, well, we've been working incredibly. with Chan. We've been working with Chan Diesel every well, week that, at that point. It, you know, it was he and it was just like, I don't know. Uh, the fact that we got to like, you know, go do those things and like got, got to go experience this stuff. Uh, you know, like I feel like our exclamation points uh, were saved to the end of the sentence. Yeah, for this year, you know, and, sure. I, and, and and I feel like things built up in a, in a good way for for what we did on our show, and kind of just you know what we went out and experienced. And uh, you know, I feel very privileged to you know just work with you guys and talk with you guys and know you guys and yeah. yeah. I mean, it, I've it, said it like podcasting and wrestling have been by far the best parts of my life this year, which frankly hasn't been the best for me personally or professionally. So like to have this community of you guys and everyone else and to be able to go to these shows and just to talk about it and just, Hey, maybe I'll just get high and sink into watching matches for hours. (laughs) Cause it's just the best thing for me at this point, you know, and it's just, there's so much, so much great stuff, but Justin wanted to at least obviously involve you in this. I don't believe you went to any shows, but just I wanted to have never gone to a show. That's yet. what I which is crazy. Yeah, look at <laughs> I know We're I was change that. I was shocked too. I need to so bad. I want to so bad. Um, you Justin? Uh no. You should get one and go to Wrestle Kingdom with us in 2023. <laughs> <laughs> talk about your first fucking show. Yeah. Flying all the way. I don't mean to bulgart your time, but yeah. <laughs> no. Wrestle Kingdom. I mean, we yeah. have myself, Tom. I know Azar's at least involved. Yeah. One of my other buddies. I know you have other people. We have our sights set 
on Wrestle Kingdom 17 in 2023. So, so if the government of Japan will let us in, we'll fucking be there. I know COVID is kind of getting shitty again everywhere now, which sucks. You know, all these sporting events are getting canceled. So hopefully we can make that happen. But I wanted to say, Justin, any just general wrestling moments that stuck out to you this year, just some of your favorite things that have happened in the year of 2021 of wrestling. I mean, there were so many. Like I said, this year was loaded. There were so many things this year, like, Again, I'm not like a punk fan, but punk coming back was one of those big moments. Oh, yeah. It was just seeing Brian and Adam Cole show up in AEW was Mm. great. Just there was so much stuff this year. Like you could name anything and it was just like it was so big. Like the return of fans for WrestleMania this year. Yep. Yep. was big. Like it's this year ended up pretty like really, really good for wrestling this year. Like let's hope it continues into next year. I think it will. Yeah. And I mean, well, the, the unfortunate death of NXT, if we want to call it that, you know, Mm. I mean, they got a new thing, but I think kind of the end of that era was certainly a big moment for better or Mm. worse. Um. On an unfortunate side, the firings by WWE has kind of changed yeah, the whole was... lands. It's changed the landscape. I mean, it wouldn't shock me if we get another promotion out of this. Like, I don't think we're going to get anything from an AEW level standpoint, but I don't know if you guys saw like Freddie Prince Jr., who was a member of WWE's creative team. Like, he came yeah. out and said something like, maybe I'll start a promotion. And I mean, who knows how serious he was, but I'm sure that guy's got some money and he's got some experience. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, why the fuck not, man? I mean, people laughed at it, but I mean, I'd be down. I would love that because, again, not only all these people that got fired, but the Ring of Honor void, you know, and hopefully they do come back in April as they say they are. But who knows what that's going to look like or if they're going to have any full time, you know, from my seat it feels like they're going to kind of become an indie again, where they won't really have people locked into a contract with ring of honor, but it's like, Hey, we're going to have all these shows. So still be a part of the shows. I don't know. Uh, But there's definitely room for it. And I mean, I think the wrestling business is is healthy or healthier than it's maybe ever been right now, even from like a mainstream standpoint, like the fact that Pat, Pat McAfee alone, has helped boost the wrestling business, I think, mm. just because of everything he does on his show. And now he's making fucking 30 million a year podcasting or 40 million a year, whatever. Um, oh, you know, to change. Barstool, ESPN, Sports Illustrated, you know, all these main outlets are always covering wrestling now. So I love it. Yeah. Any final thoughts from anyone here as we uh, round third and head from head for home? Uh, I guess you want to say hi? Oh, oh, is that Chico? No, nah, Smokus. Smokus. Um, well, first and foremost, Justin, I'm glad. I mean, I know we're not meeting in real person, but I mean, it's as close we're gonna get for right now. But you know, next time in New York, I'd love to take you to show if you ever want to go. So, um, I completely for it. But uh, yeah, all I gotta say is just I'm I'm very 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 fortunate that uh I'm able to see all these wrestling plays. I mean. I've been the past year, I've been to Baltimore, I've been to Pennsylvania, been to fucking Cincinnati, I'm going to St. Louis, Minneapolis, Chicago, a bunch. Uh, you know, I'm just very thankful that I can do all these things. Yeah. And then, um, 
you know, and that wrestling has, I mean, I've gotten so many new friends, you know, since we moved back, it's been kind of, kind of a weird, you know, old friend to see, but people grow up and just, you know, we've got our own community and that's, that's awesome. It's all because of wrestling. So that's all I get before I get all sappy and I'm still sober. So (laughs) (laughs) couldn't agree more, Justin, any final thoughts from you, brother? Thanks for sticking around for this one. And glad we could bring the two of you together as well. This is awesome. It was cool to finally meet, like to finally meet Tom. Like even like when I met you guys, it was awesome to like to actually do that because it's like, yeah, it's not in person. It's like the closest thing you're gonna get to meeting people. Sure, but yeah. like, look how much like, like when we, I've heard people talk about it like that. Our community actually is like its own thing. Now, it's gotten to where like you see all these people on like social media is arguing with each other over and over and everything but you got our community that's just together we we chat up we don't it, even if we don't have like the same opinions on stuff it's just why like go at each other's necks for everything like it doesn't make sense to do that like yeah. we're just here hanging out chatting <laughs> something that we like love crazily like in wrestling and it's just even other stuff yes yeah. no this the the, the 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 support has been one of the the best surprises of uh this past year and a month of of creative work you know on this show for me oh it's you guys all yeah. deserve it because you do you guys do amazing work and thank you and you were very integral part of that for six, seven episodes. So again, I know we talked about it with Micah, but thank you for that. Thank well, you, Tom, for always being a trooper with Joe well, Koff as well. Well, especially you got like in our pre VGM days for like lifting us and like, you know, yeah. like, like, like y'all were there, you know, like that, that's important. And, you know, I'm going to never forget oh, yeah. that. Well, thank this you. is a great way to put a bow on this episode with the two ah, of you guys. Simple. Ah. <laughs> Sorry, Bulma, I, I couldn't pass that up. Oh, no, 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 no. oh, oh I embrace it. Like, I wasn't even talking... thinking about it, to be honest. Oh, oh, oh but... no, I embrace it. Like, you know. That's amazing. Well, yeah. uh, Tom, real quickly, wanted to offer you a chance to plug or talk about any of your new ventures here that you will be oh, doing. Um... All right, so well, I already broke the news on uh, Good Cop, Bad Cop, and MGB last night, but uh, finally, after six years of dicking the dog and dragging my feet, I'm finally getting, you know, starting my own podcast. Um, I have a lot of people to thank for that, but I'll get into that, you know, as I go. But uh, it's just called uh, Marking Out with High Five Tom. Um, Like I said, I'm a self-professed mark. I have no problem embracing that, but uh, it's going to be a bunch of different showcases. Um, I know Brett, you asked me if it's going to be weekly, so I do have a weekly series hey, um, in a second, but uh, oh, yeah. yeah, I'll be shaking like old wrestling promotions, uh, doing deep dives into books, uh, movies, okay. TV series. Um, I'll definitely have guests on. Um, you know, I'll be interviewing obviously some wrestlers, but some baseball players, podcasters, uh, oh, yeah. streamers. Um, you know, so it's it's kind of a myriad of things. Um, yeah. you know, that's why I didn't want to pigeon my hole in myself into like one category. So um, it's not just wrestling then. No. Yeah. So Excellent. I've got, you know, um, my first, my first episode that's not part of my weekly series is actually, uh, Faith and I are going to deep dive into the movie psycho. Oh, wow. Um, nice. Which yeah. is, uh, which was our first date, which is if you know, Faith and the sweet, and she used to, you know, the sweet angel that she is, 
the fact that it was our first date and you know i'll give some background on it for the episode um yeah and that was 11 years ago so i'm excited i'm excited excited to hear about that that sounds fun when my Uh, apologies earlier i said faye not faith there's someone else i know named faye and that was in my mind so you're just testing me see if i was paying attention (laughs) you'd be right in her it's a cowboy bebop girl but whatever (laughs) um but yeah i mean obviously i'd love to have all you guys on and we don't even talk about wrestling we can talk about whatever um that's kind of like the whole premise of the show is um i even mentioned in my my introductory i mean i'll interview the people at the fucking grocery store i don't give a shit oh what was that one woman's name Lori. 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 yeah get her on there you know I've, i've been very fortunate to to be able to um, I've had a lot of different work experiences and be able to interact with people from all over the world. And at the end of the day, the one thing we all have in common is everybody's got a fucking story. You got that right. You know, and some of these stories people may not hear. Um, but my weekly show, which is wrestling related, uh, me and my friend Will, we're doing a weekly um, Ring of Honor Rewind from 2012. Nice. So that's going to be the weekly show. So I'm just going to be well, reviewing um, Ring of Honor TV from 2012. Um I'll kind of get into the podcast, but if I had found wrestling, I, if I had seen the pipe bomb in 2011, I probably would have found ring of honor around that time. Make a long story short. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all on honor club for now. Knock on wood. But yeah. Just be a weekly. I mean, I know people do reviews of shows every, it's not a brand new idea, but it's something I want to do for myself. Oh yeah. Um, because I, I mean, I missed, I didn't start watching ring of honor in 2017. Yeah. And uh, the fucking history, Jesus. Plenty of fucks of matches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck of, yeah, it's you know, and that's just when Kevin Steen was coming back from his uh his suspension from Jim Cornette. And if you want to watch great wrestling, just Google Steen Cornette 2011 2012. You know, uh, we'll take all the Jim Cornette here in uh on this show. Yep. <laughs> Speaking so, of toxic, but yeah, uh, yeah, it, and we already heard from Justin yeah, about for, potential- for somebody for somebody who's been around wrestling for as long as he has, he is dumb. I think I think that was the exact quote from Greg. I I, I, I think that's what Greg said, like verbatim. But uh, well, we'll put a rand on this. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, gentlemen, this has been awesome. Couldn't have thought of a better way to kind of end this episode, this celebration of sorts. I'm sure we might be pushing two hours at this point. Who the hell knows? I don't give a shit. I've had a blast. Uh, Bo, any final thoughts from you? Brilliant. <laughs> he's ready for a nap you yeah, all I'm, have I'm, a i'm ready for a nap and i just got a this euro here so I'm about to, I'm just, well, you all can't see it but i'm gonna eat it well i guess so. this is the close of the episode so uh everybody have a wonderful safe yeah, for, beautiful holiday season this will probably yeah. be out a few days before christmas so yeah, uh, yeah, hug, yeah hug your loved ones kiss your babies and your friends <laughs> we I'll always suck <laughs> We always suck at wrapping them up, so just everyone enjoy enjoy uh, life. Uh, Be yeah, kind we get to we, each we other. get we get people pregnant that way. All right, <laughs> bye bye. Be nice. That's a mic drop. <laughs> <laughs>